You're listening to the Sagas and Sass podcast. This episode features audio from a previously aired live video webcast. to episode 42 of Sagas and Sass. We are in season three now, and I'm Tara, along with fellow hosts Nick, Jonathan, and hopefully Nami soon, and special guests Seth and Maddie. Before we get started, I just wanted to recognize that the world, but especially the country, is a dumpster fire right now. But it is May the 4th, and we're going to have the best time we possibly can talking about one of all of our favorite escapes, Star Wars. For many of us, Star Allegedly Wars is a saga that started it all. So, in this special May the 4th episode, we'll be discussing, well, maybe not all things Star Wars, but certainly a heck of a lot of them. If you're watching live, join us in the chat, or after the fact, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Sagas and Sass to continue the conversation. And just a reminder, the views expressed in this show are those of the hosts as individuals and do not necessarily represent the show as a whole. And now, because we haven't done one of these in a while, it's time for a social media roundup. Like I said, I'm Tara, and I can be found on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Twitch, and Twitter at Geek Saga. Uh, my YouTube username is actually Pirate Tara from way, way back, but my account is Geek Saga branded, so you should be able to get me on there at the mo- uh, at that name as well. Uh, Maddie, what about you? Where can we find you across the web? So I am on Instagram at Maddie K Ultra. I am on Twitter at Maddie K Plays, and I stream on Twitch lots of League of Legends and RPGs at uh, Hillbilly Eilish. Seth, nope. you're next. Sure. Hi. Um, you can find me on Twitter at, at Jack Dugan, or if you want to search my whatever the other name is, it's appropriately Dark Lord of the Seth Alcorn. Hi. So, uh, yeah. And uh, the other stuff I kind of keep private, but Twitter's, you know, whatever. Find me at Twitter if you like. Uh, Nick, what about you? You can find me most places at Nick Popio, which is conveniently my name, uh, or as Sharply Dressed. And Jonathan, and then, I know you don't really have social media, but as an aging uh, Generation Xer, I'm pretty much not on social media. All right. Well, we're gonna hope that Nami eventually joins us and hasn't done the thing where she sometimes falls asleep. <laughs> but I just want to go back and reiterate something from episode three of this show, which aired way back at the beginning of November 2020. We talked about what makes a saga, so you can find that episode on our YouTube channel or uh, at sagasandsass.com or because I I think we're on Spotify, so you can't, that only carries like 10 episodes at a time, Spotify, YouTube, et cetera. So, uh, So definitely check it out either on our YouTube channel or on our website as a podcast episode. But What makes a saga? The definition of a saga is any narrative or legend of heroic exploits, and it also is often a long story or a or novel or a series of stories or novels more often that follows the lives of a family or a community over several generations. So obviously when May the 4th ended up on what would normally have been our scheduled webcast day, I knew that we had to do a Star Wars episode. And it was very much a coincidence, but a fun one that this is episode 42, which isn't really a Star Wars thing, but it is a uh, sci-fi thing. It's a space thing. Yeah. Yeah, 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 exactly. 
like if you don't know Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy and and 42 being like the meaning of life, the universe, and everything, I feel sorry for you, honestly. How, how did you get this far in life? Uh, unless yeah. you're very, very young, then you probably shouldn't be watching this because there will probably be swearing and Definitely. discussions of things that maybe little chillin's ears shouldn't hear. But <laughs> So on that note, without further ado, let's kick off our all things Star Wars discussion, or all things Star Wars saga discussion. Uh, we're going to start by talking about the when, where, how, and why we all got into Star Wars and our thoughts on the you know ye old Star Wars things. So I don't want to be the first person to talk. Let's start with Jonathan and go backwards this time. So Jonathan, how did you first get into Star Wars? So on May the twenty, well my. Parents divorced when I was young, so I would fly back and forth between New York and Washington, D.C. pretty much every weekend of my childhood. Um, and even though it was earlier than the weekend, my father called my mother and said, Jonathan is coming on the 25th of, of May because I want to take him to something on the evening of the 25th. So he, I was taken out of school early, got on a plane. The plane was delayed. We didn't get there until too late to do anything on the 25th of May. So we did not see Star Wars on opening day. Uh, we did get up at an ungodly hour and stand in line at the um, movie theater that has just closed in Washington, D.C. that I'm blanking on the name, uh, but uh, it's right on Connecticut Avenue. The and we waited in line until we got into a noon showing of Star Wars. So I stayed in line for six hours and um, my dad and I loved it, and my stepmother was like, I can't believe you got me out of bed to see a rerun of the Flash Gordon series. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Burn, John, stepmom. Burn. <laughs> I mean, also interesting, because I think without the Star Wars movies, we wouldn't have had the, what, the 1980 Flash Gordon? Probably not. Almost yeah. certainly not. Yeah. <laughs> so what you're saying is, any criticism you make of Star Wars is just you roasting Star Wars like your mother before you. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. All right, Nick, uh, Nick, what about you? Because you got to see one of them in theaters as well. Yeah, I got to see Return of the Jedi in theaters. I, I have a memory of seeing Empire Strikes Back in theaters, but I feel like that, like I looked up the dates and there's no way that I went to a theater when I was like two or three years old. Um, so maybe, and I looked at theatrical releases to try to see if like, maybe there was a theatrical release of Empire Strikes Back kind of leading up to Return of the Jedi, but I didn't see one. So maybe it's just a, a false memory or something, but at any rate, I know I saw Return of the Jedi in theaters when it first came out and I absolutely love the Ewoks. I still do. So no Ewok hate. And it's just, it, it's such a part of my childhood. I remember, <laughs> actually, my first memory with Star Wars, though, was before I've seen it in theaters. My mom had gotten uh, drunk and was hungover. And we had HBO and the New Hope was on HBO. And so she sat me on the sofa and let me watch New Hope while she was like resting in bed. And I became obsessed with Star Wars. All right, Seth, what about you? Uh, I, I I am told, if I remember this correctly, that I actually did see A New Hope in theaters. I would have been about three months old at the time. Um, I 
definitely I have a very vague memory of seeing Empire uh, in theaters, but I know that I did because uh, apparently I ate too much licorice and that had some consequences. And that's the story that my dad tells. Uh, but much like Nick, I I absolutely remember seeing Return of the Jedi in theaters. And I also don't have a problem with Ewoks. Hello. <laughs> she returned. Navi just oh popped into the chat, y'all. Popped Nami in like a horse ghost. I, I live. You kind of do look like a ghost in that Baby Yoda onesie. <laughs> We're matching. I'm going to jump back to, to Nami since you missed it. Um, first, tell people where they can find you online, and then it can be your turn right away as soon as you've done that to talk about where, when, how, why you first saw, got into Star Wars. Like, we're talking like a original trilogy movie prequels era right now. Or movie prequels, ah. Star Wars prequels. <laughs> okay. so, so, I um got into, wait, no, I'm, I'm answering the wrong question first. Mm. I need you guys to know that I thought I was going to take a power nap before this until I, I knew it. My body went into a full sleep, and here I am, delirious. Somebody owes somebody twenty twenty dollars. I don't know who, but <laughs> I, think, I think we all I think we all guessed that's what would happen. <laughs> Vindication! I left you a very cute voicemail. <laughs> oh, thanks. Oh so, yeah, where where can people find you online, Nami? So I'm Nami. You can find me at Nami Sparrow on most things, except on Twitter, which I haven't changed yet. Where I'm still Necronami cosplay for some reason. I think it's because my Twitter is a pile of um, shameful retweets and such. So um, perhaps you shouldn't find me there. Um, find me on everything else instead. Mostly Instagram is where I'm most active, and then YouTube, I suppose, when I maybe do a thing occasionally. I have not done a thing in a while, though. Um, so, yeah, so you're when, where, why, how, whatever of, of Star so Wars. So, I actually don't remember when I first, like, I don't remember watching the first movies and stuff like that, because I grew up with my dad, like, always watching them. I do remember my first clear movie of like Star Wars things was actually when um, the um, not the original trilogy, but the um, the old new trilogy, the prequel trilogy. <laughs> I'm gonna yes, but yeah, I'm gonna call it, I'm gonna call it the old new trilogy because that sparks joy. Okay. <laughs> but so when the old new trilogy came out, um, when the third one came out, Revenge of the Sith, I remember seeing this very clearly with my dad. And, and I remember it very clearly because my sister had done something that day and she'd gotten grounded for it and she couldn't come to, and her, her like, the response was that she couldn't go to the movie, but I could so it was just me and my dad and we went to see uh, revenge of the sith when it first came out and i just i just very clearly remember this and i'm pretty sure that's the reason she's not a nerd because she was like you know grounded. she swore off star wars forever yeah, and then, you know you know there was something just very um nice about getting to see i have i have the high ground <laughs> <laughs> no yeah! <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right, Maddie, what about you? Um, so like Nami, I don't remember watching the original trilogy for the first time because it was just always on in my life. 
Um, I was born in the early 90s, so I was not alive to see the original trilogy, unfortunately. But um, I did grow, I did roll hard into the prequels and especially Clone Wars and Rebels and, you know, heretofore, et cetera. Um, and that was a very fun time. Um, Star Wars has kind of always been with me in one way or another, which I really appreciate. And specifically, I think the sequels hit me harder than anything else um, because I was struggling to figure out my family identity. My last name is Ray. Um, when that movie came out, I had found out two weeks before, like, I, you know, I had some questionable ancestry. And so my last name kind of felt worthless to me. And then I got to sit down in a movie theater and watch a story about a girl who had only a name and nothing else figure out like who she was in the galaxy. And so that was really, really powerful to me in a way that like, you can't just copy paste, I think. And um, that pushed me hard into like other, um, like put, I, I was already a cosplayer, but that pushed me really hard into cosplaying, which really pushed me hard into conventions, which is how I met all of you lovely people and I'm here today. So we love it. Um, so for me, my dad was like not a huge Star Wars fan, but like he le he loved it. I mean, he he's he's a boomer for sure. But so he was he was old enough to see it in theaters and and absolutely did. I know we watched it when I was younger because I remember as a child seeing the Ewok movies. So and I know I'd seen. I know I'd seen the, the original trilogy before that. Like we rented the movies from the, and I don't, not even Blockbuster, y'all. Like I grew up in a small town. We had our own little, I think it was called Videoscape, like our own little rental place. So, but yeah. I, I, it wasn't, it was like, I, if I saw them, it was maybe once or twice at most. Um, so when the prequels were remastered, or sorry, the, the original tril trilogy was remastered and released in theaters in the mid nineties, I think the first one, I think I think they all came out in 97 maybe the remastered ones in theaters I went to go see that like my dad was like we have to we have to go see this like I, I love it and you know so like the first time I remember seeing A New Hope was in this packed theater the weekend it reopened as the special edition and I think I was hooked like literally the first moment I heard like those first notes of John Williams score and I begged my parents to buy me the unaltered trilogy on VHS which back then was not cheap and I definitely um because there was a couple months like period of time between when they released like New Hope and then Empire and then Return of the Jedi so I faked being sick so that I could stay home from school and watch them all <laughs> And I stayed home sick for three days. I faked sick for three days and played those movies over and over and over again. I have a question for you. Did you wow. did you fake sick to your parents? Like, did you do the thing where you got the the hair dryer and you like blew your forehead until it was really hot and then was like, Mom, come get me? Or like, were your parents in on it? Were you like, I'm gonna watch Star Wars and nobody's gonna stop me? Oh, they definitely uh weren't in on it, but I don't I think I said I was I had a stomach. Bug. Like I pretended I was sick to my stomach. Like I'm pretty sure I locked myself in the bathroom and poured a Don't cup of water in. and poured yeah. a cup of water in the toilet. It wasn't the hair dryer thing. I I or I tried that or like running the thermometer under hot water like before this because I, I I was weirdly enough I, I never was that person after high school but 
the first like couple of years of high school, especially, I was just like, I hate school. I don't want to be there. So I would find that's any- a really rough period of high school of years yeah, to be fair. So I, I would find you. any excuse to stay home. And for this, it was like, well, now I like actually have this excuse that I want. So, so that's how I first got into it. Um, so on that note, I'll jump into, and and I think we'll probably let's do favorite original trilogy movie first. Uh, because for me, it's still Return of the Jedi. And I know everybody yes. loves Empire. I know everybody loves Empire. And I know I know why, right? I get that it is arguably the best like film of the three. But the overall just the happy ending and everything of Return of the Jedi, I just... I. I Weirdly enough, as as I got older, I don't actually like happy things or happy endings in my stories. But for some reason, I I've not been able to shake Return of the Jedi being. My it's because you got that one. You got that happy ending, and you were like, "No more." Yeah, I never want this again. It's not realistic. <laughs> and really, I guess it wasn't considering. But okay, so so what about you, Maddie? What was your favorite original trilogy? Oh man, see, I always I, I I have a lot of love in my heart for Return of the Jedi, but I'm I always ping pong between A New Hope and Empire because like I just like like A New Hope is like a beautiful contained story, and especially with like the the building out of the extended universe, especially with Rogue One, like A New Hope has like brought even more meaning to me in my life. But like I don't know, there's something about the absolute like feral quality of every single person in empire that just sticks with me every time like i don't know what it is i don't know i i I don't know if it's just because i osmosis the fact that like carrie and harrison were going out and like partying with the rolling stones like literally in between filming days like i there's just like this beautiful like we do not give a shit rock star quality to all of their performances that i just i am i'm it's so so like attractive and i'm just so in love with it so, I gotta say, Empire. Uh, Seth, what about you? Mm. Um, I'm. I, I think I'm actually gonna go with a new hope, and it might be because of the original trilogy. And this is all very relative now, but it's the one I actually have seen the least because I did see the other two in theaters, and because it they they it wasn't around. You know, you had to have it on. Like you had to have it on tape or you had to have it on DVD or something like that. You couldn't or just you didn't it, have it. Yeah, you yeah. can just stream it. Yeah. Right, exactly. Mm-hmm. Well, it also wasn't gonna be like um like there are a bunch of like weird eighties arguably nerd sci-fi movies that showed up on say TBS or TNT over the weekend. Star Wars was not gonna do that. Um but yeah, and uh I, I also like it. There's it has a fond spot in my heart because of a a jokingly put forth fan theory by a friend of mine called Star Wars What a Day. In that because so much of A New Hope takes place in space, there's nothing to say that it doesn't happen in 24 hours. You're not wrong. You're extremely <laughs> not wrong. This is this is a correct thing that it, that makes me very angry now. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, not I'm not angry in a bad way, but I'm just angry in a way that, oh, you're right. There is nothing that says it can't happen in a day. Fuck. I think that if not a day, well, because there's obviously stuff that happens like in the beginning on Tatooine yeah. and everything where, but for sure, like 
once they like once they leave Tatooine, it's very quick. Yeah. So there's yeah. that. Uh, so Nami, what about you? What's your favorite of the original trilogy? So I got to be honest, mine is also Empire, and I'm not really sure if it's for that, if it's for, because, like, my reasoning is not as good as Maddie's. Like, Maddie, that was, that was poetic, beautiful, lovely, love it, here for it. Um, Stop it, you. Mine, <laughs> my reasoning, I'm pretty sure it was somewhere in between I was impressionable, and all the fandom people were saying that Empire was their favorite, so Empire was my favorite, too. And also like nerdiness is a thing that I share with my father and like watching Star Wars is a thing that I did with my father so having the Darth Vader I am your father <laughs> it just always makes me think of my dad but like in a good way because he's like not Darth Vader quality dad he is no he is not he is so sweet I love we him. have very different relationships with our fathers that, that Same. <laughs> really just track just track all the way with why Empire is our favorite <laughs> for it's, completely different reasons. Well, it's actually really funny because like Tara and John both here have met my dad because he comes to San Diego Comic Con. So like, so like, and like because of that, like it's it's funny. Like when I came back from Ice and Fire Con, he was like, "Oh, how's Tara and John?" And I'm like, "Good job, Dad. You retained two names." I love <laughs> your dad. He's the best. He loved me. He's, he's half as fun as you. It sounds like a great time. Oh, he's great. Her whole family is great. Um, okay, so Nick, what about you? Uh, favorite original trilogy? Oh my gosh, it's so hard to choose. I gotta go with Return of the Jedi, though. Like. It's just so good, and uh, it also it's that moment where, and I, obviously I didn't register this when I was a child, but when Leah goes, I know, I've always known, when you're like, wait a second, but you, yeah. <laughs> so if you always knew, girl, what? <laughs> Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, that was what, definitely a little bit of a retcon. <laughs> what's going on there? Hmm? That's amazing. Yeah. This is in Game yeah. of Thrones, y'all. Yeah. Yeah. Star Wars was fighting between its trilogy movies, even in the original trilogy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right, Jonathan, also, what like, about oh sorry. The Force okay. Ghosts were so good at that time. They like, were so good. What? They were so good. Oh. Love I've never actually. I, I feel like I've I read something about how they did that years and years ago. The the effect. I I imagine it was something like how they do haunted mansion at Disney World and Disneyland, um, which is like a lot of, it's it's basically smoke and mirrors. You know, it's like um, literally like film layering too. Like they would run the they would run two strips of film over the projector or something. That is so cool. I also there was like, I think if I had to repick like what based off of not weird nostalgia is my favorite i think jedi return would also be mine especially because and this is gonna sound like kind of odd to people but there's that there was that moment when they remastered it and they added um like prequel anakin to the, <laughs> to the force ghost and yeah, i don't know, talk like, about that like, well, fans were really upset about it but as somebody who grew up watching the prequels to me, that was like seeing my movies kind of validated. And I was like, oh my God, like it's all coming together. Like it's Anakin at his prime versus- It's a cycle. It's like poetry yeah. and rhyme. Exactly. And so listen, I get why people were mad, but I'm here saying that I did love it and we're allowed to love shitty things mm -hmm. sometimes. We oh, I mean, I, 
I didn't like, I honestly didn't, I, I, there was like, I was like, oh, I don't know how I feel about this, but also I didn't hate it because even though I saw the original trilogy in the theaters in the mid nineties, mid to late ish nineties, um, the prequels were the ones that I like, we, I wait, I wait, like Jonathan, I waited in line, uh, you know, I mean, hours and hours I waited in line to get a halfway decent seat to see all three of them, but mostly but Phantom Menace was for sure the worst. So I, I mean, I still have a lot of love for those in that, and I can't totally dismiss the the change in the Force Ghost thing. So on that note, Jonathan, what's your favorite original trilogy movie? It's clearly Star Wars because it was not even called A New Wasn't Hope a new when I saw yeah. it. Yes. Um, and The Empire was a little too depressing. And The uh, Return of the Jedi, I had just a major problem that this evil empire could be so incompetent to lose to the Ewoks. Although, <laughs> considering current events, I may have to reevaluate my thoughts on that movie. Oh my Listen, God! The, the Ewoks empire. are just the Viet Cong. Like, that's the whole deal. Like. The U.S. lost Nob. Like I, mean, well, I, I was thinking more Russia and Ukraine yeah, right now. I'm but... thinking right now, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, both are true. Absolutely. Oh my god. So, I would say that I liked that every, like, it was a very even split. At, like everyone, yeah. each film had two people sticking up for it, which I appreciate. Yeah, yeah that, that's and that's actually kind of odd. Like normally, it's like everybody's like Empire, Empire, Empire. Yeah. But so yeah, we got we got two New Hope, two uh, two. Hey, listen, we're yeah. we're in a new age of fandomness. Nobody's no, we're no longer pressured into agreeing with what all the uh, OG we don't like women fans used to like, and we can all make our own choices now. Oh, I don't even want to talk about the fights I've gotten into because Two Towers is my favorite Lord of the Rings movie. Oh my. <laughs> Oh, God. really? We're the same. Okay. We're the same. <laughs> I'm, I'm a brown Lord of the Rings fan, and I'm making a Galadriel costume just to, like, middle fingers up at all the fanboys. So, like, we know where I stand on this. <laughs> Can we talk about done. Galadriel? Not now. No, please. not now. No, but Nami. That's our next special episode. That's my, that's my fault for bringing that up. Okay, so we're going to move on to the prequels just because I know that most of us saw at least some of these in the theaters like for the first time i know we've got a couple like a like actual youngins on here so i guess just like i said just to jump around a bit let's go let's go uh seth first uh prequels what was your favorite prequel movie oh or as nami what does nami call them the, the new old the old, new old, old new trilogy old new trilogy okay now I okay, so I have to admit something. First of all, I saw Phantom Menace three times in the theaters because I was trying to cudgel myself into liking it. I was Me like, You don't like this movie, and it, eh. mm -hmm. I, I honestly think Revenge of the Sith because, and I know some people who are on here like the prequels, I don't care for them. For me, it is the least bad of the three. You're valid, uh, and I think that might be because, might be because. It has the least amount of Jar Jar. Valid. <laughs> I ascribe to Jar Jar theory, so valid. Did anybody read like the Boondocks comic strip when that was out? Oh my but, god! Uh, I know but I yeah, did. so there were two. There were two uh, strips with Jar Jar, and in the first one, Aaron Magruder had Jar Jar like acting, acting like Step and Fetch It, uh, who the basically. 
And then in the next one, Jar Jar had basically like showed up in Black Panther gear and said that he was no longer going to be known by his slave name. His name was Jabari, Jabari Binko. And <laughs> I quite enjoyed this. Anyway, I'm done now. Extremely good. Yeah. Help. <laughs> How about, let's go to Nick next. What's your favorite prequel film? Revenge of the Sith. All right. All right. Do you have reasoning behind it or just... We made uh, I felt like it was the strongest. Plus, you get the great uh, battle between Obi Wan and Anakin, and that just is always amazing and also hilarious. <laughs> the high ground. <laughs> I have the high ground. Maddie, next. What about you? Okay, so I know my answer should be. Ridge of the Sith because it is objectively the best movie. It has the best score. It has the best performances, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But my heart belongs to that moment when everybody is tied to a pole on Geonosis and the and Padme, Anakin, and Obi-Wan are just sniping at each other. And then Padme says, fuck this, and starts climbing the climbing the fucking pole. Like that was such a like formative moment for me that I really do, I really do have to go attack the clones. And I'm not, I'm tired of being ashamed of it. Like, what, what even was that dominatrix dress? What is that stupid pair scene? It makes no sense. We got the best prequel meme ever, which is absolutely the, the you're going to do this, right? 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 <laughs> it's just evergreen. It's so good. I will be taking no questions at this time. Actually, no, I live for people to fight me about it. So please. No, Bridget? I'm not going to fight you I'll be honest. Like, I'll go next because I thought I was going to be the only one. <laughs> you and me, Tara, you and me. Like, honestly, le- like, listen, the dialogue, the- Star Wars dialogue has never been amazing, right? No. And it is so bad so in that good. movie. It's so, so good. Bad. It, like, it wraps its way back around to good. And, like, I also, Varactyls are my favorite Star Wars animal. And, what Obi-Wan riding the Varactyl, like the, the general grievous of it all is so good. So good. Yeah. I, I, for me, it's, 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 there's a lot, like, obviously they, they filled in the general grievous stuff in Clone Wars and we'll get into that later, but that was, you know, there, there was a lot of like, what the hell is going on here? But I think for me, honestly, it's mostly that it was where I was in my life at that point and who I got to see it with. Like, don't get me wrong, Phantom Menace, like, let's get rid of, you know, Jar Jar nonsense and the, the stupidly long pod racing scene. But, like, the music and, and, like, Duel of the Fates is still probably one of the best Star Wars themes. Um, Darth Maul was a really great villain. So great, that they, brought, so great that they brought him back, like, not once, but twice or three times or and something. Like, amazing arc, like, yes. Yeah, but but and 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 Revenge of the Sith, I agree, was probably the strongest film of the three. But yeah, I, I think for me, it's mostly I was at a really good place in my life. I got to see that in the theaters with a whole bunch of like really close friends who are also huge Star Wars fans, which was the first time I ever really got to do that. I always had to kind of drag people with me, other than my dad when I was younger. Before that, so I, I mean, and and I think that. I, I mean, like you said, like the, the fight scene on Geonosis was like when Padme is just such a badass. And, and oh, you when you're get a badass hard, and then she keeps fighting and you're just like, right. ah, yes. Yeah. Like, so 
Yeah, and 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 also the uh, that was the Yoda. The Yoda fight was in that one too. Wasn't yes. It? Yes, it yeah, was. Which was which Did was you? amazing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So so yeah, I gotta I gotta go with Attack of the Clones. I I know and and I agree. Like yes. people people hate on it so much. And listen, I know it's not great. But we We're all have still talking about it in the year 2022. Right? They can't let it go. It's it was like, that impactful. That was 20 years ago. It came out the summer of 2002. I know this for a fact. I know exactly I where I was when I saw it. Okay, Jonathan, what about you? Favorite? Part? I also have Attack of the Clones, and it's strictly for the Yoda fight. <laughs> all right. Hey, there's a reason for it, though. And and I found all of them were entertaining, but not particularly good. <laughs> <laughs> that's what you want out of star wars you know well want true so i mean I, and I, that doesn't bother me like it bothers others but i i i yes. was highly entertained by all three of them did you have a good time good you watched a star I, wars like, yeah <laughs> i'm not expecting the godfather here <laughs> <laughs> and you shouldn't be <laughs> all right Unless... Nami, last but not least what about you so i'm going off the beaten path and i'm saying the phantom menace because I will acknowledge, objectively, shit. Objectively, three is the best. Objectively, two has the best, like, badass Padme content. But I will stick with Phantom Menace because Phantom Menace did a few things for me. One, it started my lifelong obsession with Padme's wardrobe, which um, still <laughs> continues now. Shout out to my friend Erica, who made me, like, a casual version of, like, Padme's lake dress as like a backless just sort of like floaty dress and I'm going to wear it the moment it's cooler it's warmer outside and I'm lake dress was Attack of the Clones babe oh, my God. oh yeah. I know I know okay, cool. <laughs> oh I know yeah, no, yeah no, no. those handmaids though like like exactly and I have always like, wanted one of those handmade outfits the the um the orange the flame yeah, the, yeah and they someone was selling them because I was like I can't figure out how the like the throne room gown like with that headdress that red i imprinted on that gown so hard and i just i love the handmaids because it is like the first time that i remember in media of this age just girls being like unquestioning allies to each other and having each other's backs so hard because not only do the handmaids have each other's backs they are approximately like 10 year old girls who are straight up trained to take a bullet for the queen while pretending to be her like damn that is sisterhood. And I just I just remember that. And also, um, baby Yorn McGregor was very, very cute. And I love him a lot. I will say this. I, I saw a meme the other day that it was like it was it was showing the moment where real Padme steps forward for the first yeah. time and is like, I'm actually Queen Amidala. And the faces and and also Qui-Gon, great character, by the way. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. Under deeply underrated. Yeah, he name. goes off about midichlorians, but like we still stand. We do still stand. Yeah. See, I'm gonna be honest, the midichlorians thing was whack as fuck, but it was also the first thing that made me kind of be like, huh, biology? Okay. And here I am. <laughs> A biologist. So wow. something did come out of midi chlorians, guys. It was me. You know, I'm, I'm, you know, I'll take that. You're the one. It's me. I was. This was worth it for Nami. Have you heard the good word of Nami? Can I just then assume that no matter which of our prequels is the favorite, that we all hate sand? Yes. Okay. Of course. It gets everywhere. Yeah, yeah. Honestly, like as somebody who unironically does dislike sand, 
I hate that so much because I cannot say it without people being like, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like fuck you, it really is shitty. He's no, like, Sam no. really is terrible. This is the hill you die on, Tommy. This is the hill you die on. Does anybody like Sam? Said, I don't think so, but my sister told me once that she went to a frat party where they covered the floor in sand, and I remember spending the next week and a half thinking, holy fuck, who had to clean that up? Oh was, no, who had to clean that up? It was, was like, that for the puke? I mean, what was that for? It was like a beach-themed yeah. frat party, so they covered okay. the floor in sand, and it was, it was like just... some shit some dumb college guys would do. Oh, that no, it's peak dumb college guy behavior. But yeah. oh, oh, the other thing I just remembered about Phantom Menace is that it's also the first movie that I remember rewatching <laughs> as an adult the first time, or rather, not as a child the first time, because I rewatched it and I actually understood all the Trade Federation politics. Because even though it's dumb, I was like, oh shit, there's it like logic's out. It's crazy. Like, they're putting an embargo on the whole planet. I understand why they're all so mad now. Whereas before, I'm like, ship circle around planet evil <laughs> uh all right well on that note because we have so much to talk about we do oh gosh we're gonna jump into some other old stuff first of all i just and this will be a real quick lol holiday special though like have we we've all seen the holiday special correct i watch it every other christmas no, i have not you've never I, seen it Seth? i've 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 you... heard things i've heard things i I have chosen at this point not to watch it. Honestly, so, I think uh, you're missing out. I mean, maybe. I, I saw it when it originally came out and have not seen it since and have virtually no recollection of it other than it was awful. But that's why it's so good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> also, there's a whole random animated sequence for no reason, except yeah. they were just like, we don't want to film this. We're just going to yeah. animate it. <laughs> but it was the first. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Um, Boba Fett. Boba Fett. Boba Fett. Uh, <laughs> so I, I'm actually kind of shocked that you haven't watched it since and that you've never seen it since. It is, I actually hadn't seen it until I was older. Um, I want to say I was, you know, it was um, 20 uh, holiday, like it was New Year's Eve uh, 2015, no, 2016 to 2017. So it was right after. Carrie Fisher, RIP Space Mom, died. Yeah. And the guy was with, and I at the time, like I had just moved to Florida and we were just so busy with everything. We didn't want to go out anywhere and also ew, going out on New Year's Eve, et cetera. So we were like, let's do a Star Wars marathon. And he was like, somehow he got to a point where he was like, oh, have you watched the holiday special? And I was like, what? No. So that was the first time I saw it. I've seen it many times since then. I think the funniest thing about it to me is that you can't find it. Like you can't legally watch that anywhere that I've found, which is hilarious. They have, guy. they have literally all content for Star Wars on Disney Plus, including the really shitty old droids cartoon, which is like, I haven't even watched all of it because it's so bad, but the Star Wars holiday special, it's just like, it's kind of like, the special, the myth, the legend, right? Like, well, I mean, it was it was one of those things that got passed around at conventions, didn't it? Like, you could mm -hmm. there yeah. was the guy who had like, yeah, here's the first Fantastic Four movie, not the one you're thinking of, but the other one, and here's the Star Wars holiday special. You know, he'd open his trench coat and it'd be twenty dollars or whatever. Yeah. So, Nami, you, you've <laughs> seen the holiday special too, uh, so you know how ridiculous it is. 
Honestly, I watched it very intoxicated. That's yeah, the way yeah. to do it. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, that's the way the actors filmed it. So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they were all extremely cocaine-inated. Well, mine extremely. was not cocaine. Oh my goodness. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> just innocent little Sorry. mommy. Sorry, I just, I just went full like southern mother, like drugs, children. <laughs> But yeah, I will be honest. I recall almost none of it except for just being like, what? What? I love introducing people to it. We did that at Star Wars Celebration in Orlando in 2017. There were like none of our roommates had seen it. And my significant other and I at the time were like, oh, let us tell you a story. The funny Have you ever thing about heard it was, the story of the holiday tale. It's the not lies. Was, that was on Friday. Like we, we all watched it together in our condo that we had rented on Friday night. And on Sunday, somebody cosplayed the chef from the holiday special. And I, I was, was freaking amazing. And I was just like, holy shit, somebody did. Like, of course, somebody did this, right? But also, somebody mm -hmm. did this. I'm not sure if I should be proud or horrified, honestly. <laughs> It was yeah. amazing. Uh, so Nick, uh, what about you? Have you have you seen the Star Wars special sober? Because I'm pretty sure I never have. Honestly, yes. you have. Mm -hmm. Is it is it as bad as I would think it would be sober? Like, yeah, no, it's it's terrible sober. I would not <laughs> Don't do it. Definitely be intoxicated in some format. Ten out of ten would not watch the Star Wars. <laughs> Over. That's why Jonathan has never watched it again. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so what about the old Ewok movies? Uh Ewok Adventure and The Battle for Endor. Have I watched I watched The Battle for Endor for the first time a, a year or two ago with the Watchers in the Bar. And I believe you can watch me watch it with them uh on their Patreon. So you get my full first reaction to <laughs> Battle for Endor. I haven't seen it since I was little, so oh I, I remember. I, well, no, I think I watched. I think I watched the first one, Ewok Adventure, um, once when I was maybe in or just out of college with with a friend of mine. The Caravan um, of Courage. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, so I, I, I think I watched one of them. It might have been the first one, like later. But they're, I mean, they're super cheesy. It was, I, I mean, it was like the holiday the special. They're just, they're just trying to capitalize on, uh, on money. Star Wars movies making money. That's weird. Yeah. Well, I mean, and, and what you also have to remember at the time is that the Ewok event, the Ewok movies were like the only new Star Wars content that had come out in forever. Mm -hmm. So, you know, everybody was freaking out. I, I'm pretty sure I saw Ewok Adventure. I don't think I ever saw I saw one of them, and I think it was Ewok Adventure, but I saw it once, and I was, I don't know. Nonplussed? Young. Not no, I, I, perhaps nonplussed. I don't, I barely remember it. Um. Okay, so moving on to the last thing I have in our first section, which is uh, Clone Wars animated movie. From 2008, it did kick off the TV series, but I put this in the older stuff because we hadn't had new Star Wars content since 2002. Uh, no, I'm sorry, 2004 when mm -hmm. Revenge of the Sith came out. So I saw Clone, the Clone Wars movie in theaters. Um, I'll be completely honest. It's not good. I had stayed up. No, it's not good. I had stayed <laughs> up at like 5 a.m. the night before. And uh, we, then we went out to like brunch right before and had like mimosas and shit so i fell asleep 
<laughs> it's way like, better. At least an hour of it. <laughs> I I have watched it once or tried to watch it once since then, and I was like, nah. Nah. I mean, it does introduce one of my fave ever Star Wars characters, Ahsoka Tano, Grey yeah, Jedi's for life. Yeah. But yeah, as a whole, it's not, it's not great. So it did it. What about you guys? Did any of you see clone, the Clone Wars movie or see it in the theaters or anything like that? I'm or pretty sure I saw it in theaters. I don't remember seeing it in theaters, but I know I did. Um, <laughs> I ended up watching it later, like as well. Like I've seen it a few times because I was just like, mm, might as well. Um, and the most recent time I watched it with my uh, friend Megan, who's unfortunately no longer with us, she was like, "I want to watch the Clone Wars," and I was like, "Perfect, we're gonna get we're gonna get some mimosas, and I'm gonna sit you down in front of this computer, and we're gonna watch it, and you're not allowed to say no until like episode four because the first the first few were just terrible. Like you just gotta get through two hours of like, what am I watching, and then you get to the good stuff." And she was like, <laughs> "Okay, okay, okay." We ended up watching the entire Clone Wars. Satisfied with it once we got past that. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, the movie too. Like, like there's, there's, there's good things in the Clone Wars TV show, but yeah, the movie was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, so just to kind of rewind a little bit, pre Star Wars, pre like new Star Wars content, which I'm talking about pre prequels, right? Or right. maybe kind of during the prequels because this stuff was still allowed slash around. Uh, back then, in the mid, our Disney like, overlords. Yeah, yeah, pre pre Disney overlords. Yeah, the Disney uh, overlords didn't kick in until like the the early 2010s, I believe. Yeah, yeah. I think it was even later than that. Honestly, mm-hmm. I have a thing to say about their their content thing, but I'll wait for that because it's it's extremely off topic. But I find it hilarious. Uh, okay, so so pre new Star Wars content. Like back when we when we were all waiting between you know the original trilogy being released and then re-released and then the new the prequels and even after the prequels, did you experience any of what is now uh, considered non-canon or legends content? I'm talking about the extended universe books, uh, comics, video games, etc. And I'm just gonna go you know, say like, I, I, those are you books, man. I read so many of them. It would be easier probably for me to list the ones I haven't read than the ones I did read, but it's been so long that I can't remember. I know I read most of not all of the Timothy Zahn ones. And there was that, what was the Kevin, Kevin Anderson one dark saber that everybody shits on all the time. I know I read that. Kevin Anderson and, is, um, yeah, well, it was anyway, <laughs> I did know that, but prior to the webcast we were talking about the tales from so like tales from tales of the bounty hunters tales from java's palace and i I think there's at least one other one i read all of those and they were weird um it was like too too much information about like one character that shows up for literally two seconds in a new hope or whatever but it was still interesting i guess like i like I, i i i don't usually love anthology stuff like that but and, and and don't get me wrong, they weren't the best written or anything, but it was still interesting to read like a little bit here and there about all these random characters that are there for two seconds. And we were also talking, I wanted to touch on The Courtship of Princess Leia because while I don't love the book as a whole, because it's very much like marrying off Princess Leia because she's Princess Leia, right? Like, and she's all, I don't want this. And then I think she ends up with Han Solo in the end of that book, maybe. After That's he, he zaps her with the mind control gun. But, but, but the, so the story in that isn't the best, but the world building, particularly of Dathomir and the Rancor relationships with the witches and everything is like amazing. 
So uh, other experiences with the EU books, let's go with Nami first, because she's waving her hand. So you got to be honest, I have read the vast majority of it. However, I read the vast majority of it in elementary and middle school. So I retain almost zero of it. This was, this was the time where I could devour a trade paperback book like in two hours, give or take. So I would show up to school with like five books in my backpack and read them all throughout class. And my third grade teacher hated me. Um, she was right. I was a piece of shit. Um, I didn't even have the decency to read under my desk. I read on top of my desk. And then she would be like, hey, answer this question you child who's not paying attention i know you're not and i'd be like yeah but i know the answer because you're dumb i was not a fun child for teachers at that point um that was but- also my school experience Tommy. like same exact same kind of person <laughs> See, i hid i hid my books but not from the teachers i didn't want like my i was in high school really when i started reading them so i didn't want other kids to see me reading them Oh, I was solidly, like, a nerd before I was in high school. Like, it was always too late for me. I was the Indian kid with glasses. Like, it wasn't It wasn't not going to happen. I got contacts in sixth grade because I was like, maybe this will fix it. It did not fix it. They all knew. But I read pretty much, like, countless books of those. I have retained absolutely none of it. I remember having a good time. And isn't that what really counts? And I remember being like, Mara Jade is cool. I like her. And that's it. That's all. Those are all the thoughts I still have. None. Head empty. I mean, that's that's a good thought to retain. Mara yeah. Jade is cool. That's maybe the best thought to retain from the EU, in my opinion. Yeah, <laughs> and Luke kind of ends up with her, right? Like, he marries her. They yeah, have kids. Yeah, yeah. okay. I, I, I'm ha- having big, big memories of that because before he was with Mara Jade, he had this relationship with, like, an AI or something. He, like, oh, fell in I- love. He fell in love with, like, I'm I'm not kidding you. It was like it was like somebody's consciousness that was trapped in like a ship's brain or something. I'm telling you this is legitimate. I know it happened. I, that's all I remember about it, but I just remember being like this is weird. You know, I'm going to come out here you and I'm gonna say it now. I was really offended when Disney like was like no, none of these are real because I was like, well, I I spent so much time reading all of them. Do I remember them? No. Um maybe it was for the best if Luke fell in love with an AI. That it's not. For a bit, yeah, yeah. Yep. I don't remember if it was a single book or a trilogy, but it was it was a bit. Dis- I mean, Disney's it- wrong. It all it all counts. Lucas said it did. <laughs> uh, okay, well, Jonathan. On that note, what about you? Have you did you read? So it? I think I think I actually started with the non-canon first novels, A Splinter of the Mind's Eye, and um, also the. Uh, very mediocre at best Han Solo trilogy, which started at Han Solo at Star's End. Um, I really enjoyed the Timothy Zahn books, uh, especially Grand Admiral Thrawn. Um, and I loved at the time, and I have no idea if they hold up, the second Han, well, there were three Han Solo trilogies, but the one that started with him as a child and ended with him uh, basically entering the mosque, uh, sitting in the mosque easily cantina when Obi-Wan and Luke walk in. Um, I thought that it, that was done by Anne Crispin. I thought that was a really fun series getting the total background of Han Solo. Um, so that was what I remember of, of those. 
so Seth, you were you were pointing down at John. Oh, yeah, yeah, Splinter of the Mind's Eye. Yeah. But that was Alan Dean Foster, wasn't it? Correct. Yeah. yeah. And there's this really weird sequence. This is what I remember. I read that book once 30 some years ago. Uh what I remember is solo. It's weird. It meant alone. And then later as I grew up, I'm like, so Latin is valid in Star Wars? <laughs> You'd be surprised what's valid yeah. in Star Wars. Oh, no, I, I'm wouldn't aware be surprised of what's valid in Star Wars. They I mean, there's, a, there's exactly a real what... place called Tatatouine in, in the northern uh, African desert, which is where they like um, show a whole bunch of stuff. So pretty yeah, sure that's where there we go. came from. Um, yeah, but I, I read a few EU books. We talked about I mean, like everybody, I read the Zahn, uh, the Thrawn books. Um, and uh, also Two of the Tales and... Courtship of Princess Leia. And I, I think that's about where uh, I stopped because uh, I'd already given my allegiance to the really bad Dragonlance novels. Um, <laughs> so I was reading all of those instead. Seth, uh, I still have all of them. Oh, Nami. All of them. Nami, I got a podcast. You need to come on it. Anyway, um, but uh, the thing I wanted to say, and I'm sorry, but bear with me on this. It's going to take a little while, but I still think it's hilarious, right? So... It while they were still the stuff that is considered non-canon in one of those, R.A. Salvatore killed Chewbacca by dropping a moon on him. Now, on the podcast Comedy Bang Bang, Paul F. Tompkins' interpretation of the Cake Boss has given the Cake Boss special powers, and he could commune with any of anybody who's dead, whether they're real or fictional. And in one episode, they talked to Chewbacca, who had died, and then. <laughs> When Disney said none of that is canon, it caused a continuity error so that Cake Boss was possessed by the spirit of H.R. Giger because he talked to Chewbacca, who was dead, but then wasn't. And that, I think, is my favorite take on that whole thing. <laughs> That's I ridiculous. Do. I know. That's the kind it's of thing people watch this for. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, so Nick, the, what about what about you? Your Star Wars EU novel experiences? Did you read any of them? Mostly just the older Timothy Zahn books, um, which were fucking fantastic and definitely Stan Mara Jade. Uh, I think I read a couple of others, but I don't really remember much about them, uh, and I also don't remember like where they exist in the the timeline of the older stuff. Like I remember Luke starting a, a jedi school but i don't really remember when that happened pretty sure that it's was all after return of the jedi yeah <laughs> well yes um, okay i know when that happened jonathan i, I think <laughs> i mentioned the books like i don't remember if that there's, happened yeah after. there's no real timeline the throne i know in relationship to the han don't have kids at that point but yeah, yeah, there's also like the new Jedi and stuff, and I know I started reading some of those, but I, I think that was actually when Chewbacca died was in the new Jedi stuff. I could be what wrong. is it? Is it like Tales of the Jedi Academy or whatever? Or Jedi, yeah, Jedi Academy something? Maybe. Yeah, I I think so. this is I don't remember anything about when it happened. I just remember mm -hmm. I know I read that Timothy Zahn trilogy that was fantastic, and then I know I read a few other things, but I don't remember anything significant about them other than that they weren't that great and didn't hold my attention the way that the Timothy Zahn books did. So 
eventually I ended up just stopping. I, honestly, I think we, like the Tim Zahn books were the first ones I read. And then I got spoiled because every time I tried to read one afterwards, I was just like, this is not as good. Yeah, no, for sure. For sure. Or, yeah. Yeah, he was he was by far the best EU writer. And that continued later. But we'll talk about that in a bit. OK, so there's also other stuff that happened prior uh, that's not not canon now. Uh, Fan fiction. Well, fan, <laughs> yeah, but also like video games and Maddie had also, so video games, like I know I played the N64 Rogue Squadron game. I didn't have, like we, we had like an old school Nintendo for a while, but, but I played the N64 Rogue Squadron game. I, I actually was, I played Galaxy, Star Wars Galaxies, the MMO for a while, which was like, I had fun with it because I played with my friends, right? But then I also played Old Republic, that that MMO, which was Kotor. Big. Kotor. Yeah, yeah, Kotor, yeah. yeah. Star yeah. Wars: The Old Republic, not Kotor. Yeah. Knights. It was yeah, Knights not, of the Old Republic. No, 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 no. no. Yeah, not, that's the RPG. Yeah, she's talking not, about Star Wars: The Old Republic. The yeah, MMO. Not, not Kotor, the computer game. I'm talking about Swator. the Old Republic, which was the which I did. I did play some of Kotor as well. I I never finished it. Just I didn't have time to be completely honest. But the the Old Republic, I had a freaking blast with, honestly. Like, it was really good for a while, especially because it was between when we not really had any good Star Wars content, and it was way better than Galaxies. I, a lot of my friends were pissed when they got rid of Galaxies, and I was like, I mean, I'm mad because I lost, like, my character, my stuff, but, like... It's way better than Galaxies. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. So yeah. Old way yeah. better, and, um, like, we, we had this thing that we called the No Pants Guild... <laughs> Where we we uh, we ran like we, we took the pants off of our characters and ran around in underwear and like listen I know pants are armor right but it was way funnier to run into strangers on the internet and they're like, like why are you wearing pants there were like five other people and none of you are wearing pants and we're like yeah it's the no pants skill <laughs> it was hilarious at the time listen this was like 2010 2011 2012 somewhere around yeah there. 2011 I think. Um, Bold of you to think I'm not still laughing. <laughs> so yeah, like Old Republic was really good. And I also played Force Unleashed, which was, uh, well, I played it on, I believe, PS3. I believe. It's been a long time. Yeah, I but think it came out on PS3. Yeah, Force Unleashed is really good. Uh, I love Junior Eclipse. That was actually uh, one of my first, arguably my first actual cosplay. And... Like I said, some of some of Knights of the Old Republic, and I definitely played at least one of the old computer games in the mid to late nineties, but I don't remember which one it was. Like it, I, I feel like it was like a Tie Fighter thing, but I was looking at yeah. the lists and I was like, X-wing and Tie Fighter, and they were both fantastic, and they still haven't done a game as good. Yeah, yeah, they were really good. Mm -hmm. So, so Jonathan, you you played at least some of these, like or at least the I, I played X-wing and I played Tie Fighter. Um, X-Wing was I played Camper, Tie Fighter was sec the sequel, and mm -hmm. I played way too much of them in the early 90s, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think nice. I feel like I only played the Tie Fighter one, but that was a yeah. tiny thing. I, did, I didn't play those, but I did play The Old Republic. Um, I love MMOs. I'm obsessed, and I was actually a beta tester for it, and, like, I was a beta tester to the point where when I started replaying, like, this sort of, like, revamped version that they did, I just had, like, 
literal piles of free shit in my account because they were like, we love you. Come back. And I was like, oh, thank you. I feel loved now. But yeah, no, <laughs> obsessed with it. I, I love that game. I will still turn it on and play it like now. Um, See, I had it on an old I had it on an old computer and my computer was a Mac and I literally created a PC partition so that I could play with my PC friends. Ah, uh, see, I played this at home before I left for college. So uh, this was back when I only had PCs at home. And then when I was in college and I had my Mac, I didn't play it. And then like post 2016 is when I picked it up again a little bit. And that was when I was like, wow, look at my piles of loot. This is so exciting. Oh, and gosh. I don't even know if I could get into my old account anymore, even if I had a PC. <laughs> truthfully, I am not sure how I did it. It is like the Star Wars gods were smiling upon me that day because they were just like, you need your loot, girl. It'll I was like, yes, I do. Thank you. The only other thing, the only other Star Wars game I played, though, but like, let's be fair, I put so many hours into that MMO accounts for like 30 games. But I also played, there was a Attack of the Clones game that came out on the PSP, PlayStation Portable. And I remember this very clearly because I remember walking down one of those hallways in like what looked and like fighting like droids as Anakin walking down those hallways. And I remember playing that game repeatedly and I was very bad at it. So that was like the only level that I got to, but I tried. I've only ever played one Star Wars game and it was the one you could find in the arcades in 1984. It was just a bunch of, a bunch of line drawings. And you were attacking the Death Star and trying to Man, shoot hard. squares I, off of rectangles. I love this voice that you're doing. Please do it for the rest of the show. I, I, I played that too, Seth. Yeah. yeah. Yep. It was hard as F. I could actually beat it on the easy set on the easy setting and I was quite proud of myself because i was seven or eight at the time that is impressive so okay. nick i know i know you said you played knights of the old republic did you finish it because i didn't finish it i did actually did you play I both that game uh no just the, the just the first, first one i love yeah. you i love i love it so much and um now i kind of want to go and play the second one yeah you should it's really good i yeah. i heard one was good and two wanted to be really good but it didn't quite get finished the right way or something like that yeah yeah i can see that there were some development issues but i enjoyed it because i enjoy the storyline of kotor and yeah. i thought it you know at least yeah, i've heard that the did it a bit of justice really so yeah I, I remember rushing out to buy that game and then i didn't really get into it but my daughter did and she played avidly for Aww. and finished it so talia i had Man. no idea <laughs> That might have been the only real computer game she really got a, super addicted to. So, so she played good. others, but that was the one that she it for was, a while. It, it was really good. Like I, I just I don't remember why I didn't finish. I think I was just like I just didn't have the time to put into it that I needed. And like I know Maddie played Knights of the Republic, but also we have a bit we have to do. Yes. Okay, oh, guys. Okay. Y'all ready for this? I'm always ready. Right. Battlefront 2. Battlefront 2. And Tara said... I also, like, I had Battlefront 2 in a later section of this discussion document yes. because I thought that Battlefront 2 was canon. And the new one is, but there was an old Battlefront 2 released in 2004. Or no, yeah, 2005. I 2005 on PS2. 
And yes. that was my shit. My very first video game I ever played. Sorry. The, the, at home, I should say at home on a console or on a computer, I should say, is was Counter-Strike because I was playing I was playing like N64 and Super Nintendo and, and like arcade games before that. But my first computer game was Counter-Strike released in 2000. And then I played that and then like discovered the world of the Internet. And the only other game to like get me off of the Internet and back into games at that point was Battlefront 2, because my I had some older stepbrothers and they were like, you can play as stormtroopers. And I was like, what? I have to try this. And so I it was my very first. No, it was my second first person shooter game. And it was way better than that EA shit that they tried to sell us oh. now. Oh, my God. It's so it, that is absolute trash compared to the glory that was Battlefront 2. In which it was basically just like an early Halo reskin where you could run around and just murder your friends. Like, but everybody was Star Wars, so it was infinitely better. So when when Maddie put this in the document, I was like, I thought she was talking about Battlefront 2, like the new the version no. of the shitty EA game. Mm -hmm. And I was like, no, like I I, I lumped that battle, the first Battlefront in mm -hmm. with Battlefront 2 and the canon stuff. And she says, you know, no, 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 I'm talking about this one that was on PS2. And I'm like, oh. Yeah. So I clearly missed that one entirely mm -hmm. because I never had a PS2. I went from Xbox, which was technically my ex's, and I was rarely allowed to use it. I mm -hmm. played like the Lord of the Rings game on it and maybe one other thing. I don't remember what. And So it was yeah. distributed by Activision on PS2 and Xbox um in the united states i believe it was uh it was ea in japan but yeah it was absolutely like full-on like a whole ass video game that was really 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 good and i played the shit out of that and like and like what was it like gauntlet do y'all remember gauntlet i used to play yes. that as well yeah i was always the valkyrie and it was always because I was the only girl playing because I had a younger brother and two older stepbrothers. <laughs> they were like, here, you get the Valkyrie. And I was like, yes. <laughs> and Valkyrie that was, how was I a good character. Yeah, she was great. Yeah. I just wanted to like ride hard for the original Battlefront 2 because I, I mean, that was I've deep never, informative. Like, I love that that exists. Like I said, like yeah. I went from an Xbox that I wasn't really allowed much access to, mm -hmm. to a PS3 where I had all the access I wanted, but mm -hmm. I, we didn't have that game for sure, even if it yeah. wasn't available. On and I didn't, I didn't do a lot of the EU before it was decanonized by Disney. Like I did some of it, like, and then when the prequels came out, like I, I loved like Master and Apprentice. Like that was a really, I loved reading that book and stuff. Um, I most of my EU like experience actually came after Disney bought Star Wars, and I was like, hmm, maybe I should dig into this to see what we're getting, and because I had I had read Thrawn and stuff, and like yeah. I I knew I knew about you know some other things, but I didn't really like really dig in, and that began that began my infamous like love hate with the EU, um, <laughs> to the point where like I would always go haha like I would say stuff like. Dash Render is cool, but Kyle Katarn sucks. And like, just to get my friends to start fighting. And then, but then I like, actually, I read I Jedi and I started actually beefing with Corrin Horn, like who to this day is my least favorite Star Wars protagonist. Like I will swing on site to the point where uh, my, my previous Star Wars podcast, we made a Corrin Horn shirt. That's just like an ear of corn and a trumpet, like emojis. And with our with our name with our podcast name, never tell me the pods in Orabesh <laughs> underneath. Um, which yeah, I used to have a Star Wars podcast called Never Tell Me the Pods. It was amazing. We had but so many. Yeah, we Horn had. Horn never gave up. 
even when everything he should have. <laughs> he did not deserve that queen, and he should have given up and gone he home a long time ago. <laughs> oh Lord. Okay. 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 Fight okay. No. <laughs> we've been we've been talking about non-movie slash gd content so we're going to move back we're going to keep talking about that but we're going to move back into just because we've already touched on some things the canon star wars universe so this question is kind of similar to the one before have you experienced any of the newer books or video games or whatever and let's see who hasn't got nick you haven't gotten to talk in a bit uh, have you have you read any of the actually like newer Disney published canon books or played any of the newer video games? Any of that? No, I have not done any of the newer extended universe or not extended universe, but books or video games or anything. I mean, I I would say like, like you're you are missing some things, but. Like, from my point of view, I, I've actually read a lot of the newer books, but it's maddening that to understand certain things about the new movies, you're expected to read the books. And I say this as this is a genre lit podcast, usually. So, mm -hmm. podcast usually. So, like, as somebody who is obviously a very avid reader, I think it's unfair that they expect people to buy and read these books to understand some things that are going on. Some of the new books are pretty good. The the new Thrawn ones, for instance. Uh, but then of course that's also by Timothy Zahn. Yes, mm -hmm. exactly. That's because they're written. By there Tim would have been riots if it wasn't. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, I haven't read the Thrawn books, but I'm so excited to actually read them. But I just really think my absolute favorite, like, extended universe things are well obviously queen shadow is like an easy answer for this but i'm not gonna say that because that's the easy answer no because, you should have said it well, no, no, because, because we already knew that was my answer that one <laughs> like that one doesn't even count i that's like N naboo and the handmaidens are, are and the handmaids are so like part of my personality that if that Stop it. my fave we're going to be handmaids. Don't worry. I have a friend okay. who can make us that, that dyed fabric. I'm okay. scared of fabric dye, which is the only reason I haven't made flame handmaidens yet. But, but so my actual favorite, my other favorite book besides that one, though, is The Dark Disciple by Christy Golden. I love Christy Golden! Yes! Oh, I love Christy Golden so much. And I love The Dark Disciple, especially because when I actually read this book, I hadn't actually watched Clone Wars, and I'm going to be really honest with y'all. I have not seen all of Clone Wars. I've seen maybe, like, the first season or two, or, like, a season and a half, something like that. I know I've watched up to the part where there's, like, like some sort of outbreak episode, and they have to do, like, a quarantine and also, like, droids and something like that. Um, but so, like, I really have not watched it. The only reason there's is... There's a really good Asajj arc. If you like The Dark Disciple, exactly. you should catch hey, up hey, on wait, it. Wait, wait, we're getting off subject. Clone Sorry. Wars is a later conversation, guys. It is. <laughs> but so, we're, we're still talking about non-movie or TV content because there's so much movie and TV. Yeah, I love The Dark Disciple so much because it gives us Asajj Ventress and it also gives us Quinlan Boss and, like, that whole story of how Quinlan basically goes gray and, like, goes... Quad, fake dark side in order to like complete his mission and then like how he actually ends up like 
kind of falling to the dark side and like coming it's so good it's so my beloved. yes exactly it's like it's kind of it, it was a book that gave me the kind of nuance into jedi and jedi morality that i never actually got in the series because the series was like jedi good sit bad no emotions bye <laughs> and don't get me wrong fine it's it's fine but like dark disciple gave me just like so much more story and like conflict it gave me that spice and it was romantic and it was enemies to lovers and then it was also like it was sorry it was just every single trope i could have possibly asked for in a single book and it was so good and i think i'm gonna have to reread it tonight <laughs> i so, just want to say that i was i helped my friend mel cosplay as dark disciple Asajj. Yeah. For uh, for Star Wars Celebration Orlando, and then we went to Christy Golden's panel at at Celebration Orlando and crashed as her Asajj, and she like cried and like took a took a took Aww. a picture with us afterwards. She was so excited. Yeah, it was so great. I, I've done bald caps once in my life, and if I didn't hate <laughs> them so much, I would do them again in a heartbeat. Yeah, Mel like, just, oh, they just, like, shaved their head and bleached their hair for it. Like, it mm. was, like, an all-out cosplay. I would be murdered if I did that. <laughs> That's how I get disowned. Yeah, I mean, I, a lot of the books are really, like, they are good. Uh, like, I, I also like the Leia ones quite a bit. There's one that introduces, oh my gosh, I'm blanking on her name now, uh, Laura Dern's character in Last Jedi. Admiral Holdo. Thank you. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, there's one that introduces Admiral Holdo as, the like, Holdo like when really they're good. teenagers, and that was really good. Um, unfortunately, despite that, despite the really good Thrawn ones by Timothy Zahn, the one that sticks out the most in my mind is the book about Phasma, which I'm, I, I, refused to even name the author because I hated it so much. It was absolutely terrible. It was so terrible that it is one of the very few. And when I say very few, I'm talking like three books in my life that I've never actually finished. Listen, that author is a good author and they've written really good books also besides that. I, but then I, they also wrote that and I was like, listen. Oh God. listen. Who, who's the now, I gotta look it up now. Um, uh, Delilah S. Dawson. She's yeah. great and we love oh. her. But oh boy, do we not love that book? I'm pretty sure. <laughs> is, there, is there other stuff Star Wars, or is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She. Uh, what else did she write? She also has. She also has her own series, I believe. Mm -hmm. Like she comes to Dragon Con a lot, I think. Um, but well, great. I, I, I can move that to the Black Spire. Kill the farm boy. Um, <laughs> goodness, what else? Kill uh, the Star Wars perfect weapon. Kill the farm boy sounds like a. It sounds like a Game of Thrones. Um, I'm pretty Kill sure the farm it's a kid's boy book. Be a man. <laughs> it's I, I isn't Kill the Farm Boy the one where like there's a dark lord or something, and they preemptively decide to kill the farm boy before like any chosen ones can be yeah, found something or something. Like that. that was the boys yeah. from Brazil, and it was Hitler they were trying to kill. Oh, okay. All right. Um. What is it? Uh, Star Wars Insider uh, Fiction Collider. Uh, but yeah, she's, she's written a lot of stuff. Star. But um, I do want to say real quick that I absolutely love a lot of the new canon Star Wars literature. Like, shout out to Alphabet Squadron. Shout out to um, Lost Stars. Shout out to Bloodlines, which... Listen, Tara, I know you don't, like listen, you don't like having to read other things, but fucking Marvel... And the MCU makes us watch 10,000 TV shows to understand what's oh, going no, no, on. So, like, I, don't, I don't mind it. Let, let me mm -hmm. be clear. I personally don't mind it, but I 
I mind it for, I have quite a few friends who have just been like, I don't understand why I have to read this to understand this. But right? do they do they also watch every Marvel movie and watch every Marvel TV show? Like it's the same thing to me, is what oh. I'm saying. So like I, I, think, I think I think that's just I think it's like a reading thing. Like and and to be honest, it could also be people who are just not that's just not their thing, right? Yeah, yeah. Like reading isn't their thing. And and I'll mm-hmm. be honest, like I, as somebody who reads as much as I do, I also don't really love audiobooks. So like I can I can understand being in that. Mm-hmm. realm and 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 also i think it's a little bit like of a money ploy like oh well if you really want to understand this and i agree bloodline straight but like yeah if you i really want to understand this like you got to read this side thing and and, and that's kind of well mm-hmm. i mean i was gonna say the major comic book companies do that all the time yeah like anytime they have a summer series they're like okay so here's the main series but you're not gonna understand half of it if you don't read all of our other titles that are doing crossovers mm-hmm which is also terrible there's this one star wars comic book about leia i forgot what it's called but there's a character um she it's after it's post alderaan obviously and there's there's an alderaanian who's not cara dune thank fucking god but uh yvonne her name is yvonne verlaine and that's who i thought laura dern was playing when she was cast in the last jedi and i was so excited because they they have these she was like a and, and like a what is it, an Alderanian pilot or whatever and she ends up like finding Leia and like swearing herself to Leia because they're all each other has of their home planet at this point and it's a beautiful beautiful comic that I really really love also um also the Afro series is really good if y'all haven't read it I definitely recommend that um it's a good fun gay time uh with with uh with queer woman of color Indiana Jones etc it's like poking fun at, at its own Harrison Ford legacy it's really cute um but yeah, there there are lots of really really good stories. Just like the EU, I would say they're more curated. But um, there there are some really big hits, and there's there are some misses as well. Just like just like Legends. So yeah, that that Phasma one like killed it for me for a long while because it was just so bad. I definitely recommend and- going back in with with Lost Stars or Bloodlines or Alphabet Squadron. Like those, I think are. I've read, I've read Bloodlines. Okay, so, cool. So yeah, but yeah, mm-hmm. um, so. Before we move on to video games, has anybody else read any of the new books? No, got a lot of no's. Y'all are missing out. Um, They're really good. I are, well, I read from really a good. certain point of view. Ugh, the the first a classic, one at, and I'm going to read from a f- certain point of view the second one because I forgot until we were talking that one of my favorite authors has a story in it. So, mm-hmm. oh, from week. a certain point of view, one of yeah. my yeah. authors has a story in that too. Pierce Brown, heart, 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 heart. Oh, oh he's Brown the um, he's the Red Rising guy, isn't he? Yeah. Yes. yeah. Kat Valente, if anybody else knows who yes. Kat Valente is. Yes. Yeah, she's my favorite yeah. author. Does she is she doing a, a story? She has a story in the Empire one from the viewpoint of the Exogorth. Shut the fuck up. This is the no. first time I'm learning about this. Also, I was Maddie, say... I, I, I want to have an off-air conversation with you about Kat Valente because yes. Moving on to video games, like actual canon video games. So I'll be honest, I am bad. I have not played any, I played the first Battlefront, which was awful. Like the, the first new Battlefront, I guess, <laughs> the EA one, which is awful. So I never bothered with Battlefront 2. I've heard amazing things about Fallen Order, but it just came out at the wrong time for me. And I mm-hmm. haven't had time to play. But like, so have you guys played any of the video games? Any of you? I played Squadrons. I didn't even know that. Was a game. 
Honestly, oh, is it a computer game? That's probably uh, well. It's it's VR, so you could you could oh, play it on. Okay. You could also play it on console. Um, you didn't actually have to play it on VR. I played it on VR because I'm a sociopath. But it was really fun. I really wanted that. I am in an X-wing and or Tie fighter and or B-wing and or A-wing flying right now, and that's what I wanted, and I got it. The problem was is that they don't have a lot of content beyond that, so it kind of got old for a little bit. Um. I played the original Lego Star Wars. I have not played the full Skywalker Saga Lego Star Wars. Um, and I have not played uh, Jedi Fallen Order, but that's because I'm waiting to finish my Mass Effect trilogy so I can stream it. So, but besides that, I don't think I've played much like new. There haven't really been a lot of video games. No, since no, just the few and Battlefront one was awful. So has anybody else played Nick, Jonathan? Well, I'm guessing Jonathan, no, because they're these are like new like PS4. Yeah, I have not really played any video games in the last seven or eight years. When my, P when my Xbox died, I didn't replace it. Yeah. I mean, they're so expensive now, honestly. I want a PS5 so bad. It's more has to do with time in my life and just yeah, no you're valid, honestly. I don't know There why. are better video games. That's just a fact. They're just better video games. Um, so if none of us have played additional video games, we can move on to Maddie's contribution, which is role-playing games, which yes. I'll be honest, like, so my previous significant other bought a ton of the miniatures game, mm -hmm. which I guess is kind of a, a role-playing game that came out in like 2016 or 2017, something like that. But we never got around to actually playing it. And sadly, for the longest time, I didn't have many friends who are into RP stuff. And now I do. But I don't have time for it. Yeah, so the minis game is, is Star Wars X-Wing, and that is actually not a role-playing game. It is a really, really fun, uh, like, literal table game that I love to play. And my some of my favorite events that I used to troop with the 501st Legion and the Rebel Legion and the Mandalorian Mercs Costuming Club were X-Wing tournaments because I could walk up, like, as Rey or whatever character I was and just start playing X-Wing against people. And they would lose their minds. It was super fun. But um, yeah, so I played. So the way that I got into Star Wars podcasting was through uh, Never Tell Me the Pods, which came together because of a show called one, the One Shot Podcast Network and the One Shot Podcast, where they played a one shot of the Star Wars D20 game that turned into a long form campaign show called Campaign. And between the, the one shot and the campaign was... Um, the, the Fantasy Flight Star Wars system came out, um, which they then based their future their future game, Fantasy Flight role-playing games on. And I know this is, I'm sorry, this is like <laughs> a deep, deep rabbit hole. But uh, the Star Wars Fantasy Flight is probably one of my favorite role-playing games ever. I love it so much. The system is so new. I even have my dice bag right here. Oh, I mean, Fantasy Flight is amazing. They're so like, good. So their Genesis system is basically just their their Star Wars system, but de-skinned, like taken, like all of the Star Wars aspects taken out of it. Um, and the reason that I loved this game was because I like I've always had like a thing with numbers. I'm not dyscalculic, but like numbers and math generally kind of turned me off when I was having when I wanted to play a game or have a good time. So instead of instead of that, they created this new system, this new dice system where it was like fully narrative control. 
So like oh. each system, each each symbol means something. So there it it like works on a uh, a system of despairs and triumphs. So a despair would be like a crit, like a nat nat one, and a triumph would be like a nat twenty essentially. And then you would have this system of of like advantages and threats that would cancel each other out. So say I rolled like three advantages, a despair, and four threats. So um, three bad, of those threats would cancel, huh? I said that's a bad round for you. Yeah, I was gonna it's, say that was sucks. pretty terrible. It sucks, like because the threats would cancel out even the the successes because I rolled basically four successes, a super success, and four failures, so they would all cancel out. But I would still have that super success. And using that system instead of like the numbers, like well, 17, 18, blah blah blah, um, you could say, oh, I rolled like two threats and three successes, or like three successes plus like two warnings. And so you would be like, okay, you get, you do this thing, but then you have to account mechanically and narratively specifically for these two. So it was less about like min-maxing and more about telling a really good story and basically just rolling random outcomes to do that, which sounds like like what a role-playing game is, but it like just restructured the whole scenario in a way that like made tabletop role-playing click for me. And I've played some of my favorite games of my life in that system and in systems that were based on it and are like it and so i just got to shout out fantasy play y'all the real ones like i have a great fucking time playing your games i mean that's good so. to know because i i yeah. have been struck like i want to get back into rp stuff but like i said like i, I especially out in california i don't mm -hmm. have like people who would play but like that might be something i can get them roll 20 as well they have they have uh fantasy flight and star wars like integrated into their systems so like and there are a bunch of online character generators that do all of that for you so you can say i want to play this character this race blah 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 and it will just generate your character sheet kind of like D, D beyond but it's for star wars and it's really really cool and it really takes all of the like stressful planning like out of it so you can just kind of have a good time um i would also like to say that at this point that i am very familiar with uh the episodes of one shot and campaign that maddie's talking about yeah <laughs> folks if you have not listened to those strong recommend that you go listen to them i will tell you you need to prepare yourself from disappointment campaign doesn't get a definitive ending Mm -hmm. uh some stuff happened and things switched over and whatever and now they're playing skyjacks which is also really good definitely recommend you check it out. this is also really good i still i like the star wars one more because yeah I me too it's okay we characters. can say it yeah 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 uh but I, I i mean just the the characters that they had and just the hijinks that those boys put their poor dm through for like two years <laughs> I'm just gonna this is and this is like I'm not even scratching the surface, but one of the characters is Trist Valentine, whose sisters are rendezvous, dalliance, and fling. And at Christmas Valentine? At Christmas, yeah, yeah. At Christmas Valentine. <laughs> yeah, that's uh just but it, it's it anyway, they're they're a delight. But I actually also played a Star Wars RPG back in the late nineties, and I believe that was the original Westage? West End game. Westage! Yeah. 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 Yeah, I think we played like two sessions and I was playing a Jedi and the problem was that in order to preserve game balance because Jedi are just, you know, better than everyone else and everything. They're so OP, yeah. Yeah, basically you were like, okay, you could play a Jedi, but it means you are very bad at everything. <laughs> and it was, it was no fun for me. 
Well, speaking of no fun for people. Sorry. <laughs> for all these people who have not played RP games. Wait, I played one too. And I actually do want to shout mine out because it okay. was completely homebrewed. And you admit it, I. <laughs> You've got 30 seconds. No, okay, I could do it. Go, go ahead, so, go ahead. This is completely, a completely homebrewed story. It was also like based off of the Old Republic um, MMO game. And my friend Jeff, who is a fantastic DM, he basically built this story from like the ground up. Like he created it all on his own. He like adapted the um, Old Republic MMO content for it to like give us all individual stories and follow that. And he also built it in a way that we made the 5e D&D system work for it. So you would basically pick a 5e class and based off of that, you could flavor all of your 5e traits spells etc to work for a star wars class and it was a really really great campaign and i love it so much and to this day i remember that there was this one time that apparently i just um i somehow force persuaded somebody into like giving us um like straight up um Somebody wanted a water cooler because we were all drunk and I was playing with a bunch of bros and somebody was like, we need a water cooler for hydration. And uh, I um, I uh, force convinced somebody to just, you want to give us this water cooler for free. <laughs> and yeah, no, it was just a really, really, really good. It was a good campaign. I miss it a lot. Good times. I love that. Thank you for sharing. Okay. Now, since we're back on canon, we're gonna switch up. We're gonna switch we're up. Not, we're not gonna discuss the board game Rebellion, which is awesome. <laughs> I didn't play it, but if you want to talk about it, I'd love to hear about it. Well, I mean, it's basically the uh, trying to search for the rebel base. One side plays the Empire, the other plays the Rebellion, and the Empire tries to destroy the rebel base that in the movies is on Yavin, but is can be on can any be planet anywhere. in the game. That's it's great. great. I'm like looking for a pen and I don't have it to write this down. Someone like put in the chat. Terrible. It's also a fantasy flight game, by the way. Yeah. Oh yeah, they're so good. It's, it's only downside is it's really two players. Oh, well, I mean, I can't get any people to play with me. So. <laughs> yeah, you ever, you ever I, I hear of a little thing called time. chess? I might be able to get one person, but not more than that. So there's that. That's what I'm saying. Like, I can't get most people to play with me out here in California. Uh, okay so 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 since we have been talking we've moved back into canon stuff right and i wanted to kind of just keep on the same you know note that we we're on for a bit but now we're just gonna jump right over and we're gonna start with nick because he hasn't been able to say anything in a while <laughs> thoughts on the newer movies and we're gonna start first with the new trilogy because I know the you sequels. have thoughts on this. Yeah, the, the new the new the, the sequels, the new trilogy, whatever whatever one calls them. The Who new knows? new trilogy. The Maybe new new trilogy. trilogy. Yeah. <laughs> thoughts on the new trilogy. You know, I loved them. I did. I, I felt like they were a return to everything that I loved about Star Wars as a kid. And yeah, there were some weird choices for like what the fuck with the emperor and some other things that just is like I, I, I was, why would you do this and like the deprioritizing of Fen as a lead character just like I don't understand. So obviously they had flaws, but I fucking loved them. And I loved going to the theaters and watching them and feeling like a kid again. There were stars and there were wars. There were both of those things. You're right. 
those crazy Star Wars. <laughs> I think that um, I I want to say I I know I saw Force Awakens in theaters at least three times. I think Last Jedi I only saw twice. Force Awakens when. And I'm like already choking up thinking about it when that lightsaber goes to Ray. Like, I was Fuck just like, yes. this is everything I ever wanted. L- right? Like, like I'm they seriously like, I'm tearing up about it. Girl che- they gave me Girl Jedi. That's all I ever needed. And then, you know, in the last movie, they gave us confirmation that Je- that Leia could have been a Jedi and chose not to. And that was also all I ever needed. And it was just like, very happy and oh i i i'm gonna be honest i haven't actually rewatched them because i only did see them in theaters for that first time and then back when i was still pirating movies i accidentally pirated one of them and re-uploaded so i got a cease and desist for it (laughs) my bad so because of that i never actually watched the second and third of the um new new trilogy more than once and now that it's all on disney plus i'm finally gonna like go back around to do that but like i don't think i can watch them without being emotional about carrie fisher and and i did not ever want to discord call and disney group watch and just have a therapy session about carrie fisher i might when she passed away family vacation we were on a family vacation when she passed away, and my parents did not tell me until the last. And they like would not let me know, and they like kept my phone away from me because they knew it would make me that upset. Yeah. I was on a run. I was I was on a run, and like my phone kept going off, and I was like, "What the fuck is going on?" Because people were like PMing me, and I opened it, and I was crying on like I had to turn around I was like the farthest point you could possibly be from home and I had to turn around to run back home and I'm crying the entire time because our space bomb y'all I'm gonna be honest the last movie in the trilogy like really wasn't it for me it kind of went off the rails in my mind but frankly I can forgive it because one, there was stars and there were wars and I had a good time. And two, because it did sort of end up being an albeit choppy ode to Carrie Fisher. And I think that's what like made that sort of like ending story like really nice for me. Like honestly, I I low-key was not paying attention to what Ray and Kylo were doing. I was just like, Carrie Fisher is here. Yeah. I, I just like so uh, so so I want to say I want to show this comment. John says like as much as I love Ray, Ahsoka paved the way as the first female Jedi like main character. I, I totally, totally I totally freaking agree. Honestly, and I oh, love snips. yeah I like, love Ahsoka so much. But but the difference is being in a movie theater and seeing mm-hmm. it on the big screen, and there's that moment where you know, her and Kylo are like, you know, spread apart from each other and they're both vying for that lightsaber and you know whose lightsaber it is and it zips to her and it's just like, <gasps> and, 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 you know, as, as great as Ahsoka is, you know, unfortunately she never got that big screen moment. And also Ray was, it was that re- repeat of the nobody right nobody from nothing who like i I see you maddie because i'm like i'm listening i'm like oh wasn't mary jane 
before Ahsoka, though? Well, well, uh, Marjade was the Emperor's apprentice and only kind of became a Jedi like she was bad before she was good, right? No, I know, she but she was a Jedi she had before red hair. Ahsoka, though. But, but also, but the like, other thing it, is though that like there's a difference between somebody being a, a female Jedi in the non-main content versus being a female Jedi in the main content. Mara Jade was not allowed to be her own main character; she was always exactly. tertiary to somebody else. Yeah, exactly. And then secondarily, when you come to Ahsoka, I love Ahsoka to pieces as well, even though I have not seen all of Clone Wars. Like, I'm a big fan of Ahsoka and, like, um, Ashley Eckstein, her voice actress, and the fact that, like, Ashley had, like, a cameo, like, with her voice at the end of The Rise of Skywalker just made me really, really happy. My Ahsoka. Yeah. And, (laughs) And, like, my Ahsoka getting her due. And, like... I, I understand why she doesn't play her in the live action movies because that is a different set of skills, but it still does make me a little sad, but I am glad that Ahsoka is now on like the big screen in a live action movie. And the other thing is, though, that having Rey in a main trilogy of movies is so much more impactful because people still view animation as childish. And a lot of people who are fans of content and nerdy content will still refuse to watch things that are animated cough my father cough and oh. the oscars this year were still making jokes about how cartoons aren't real movies which fucking pisses right? me it's off insane. but it's absurd it's so disrespectful but like the thing is that because ahsoka is in the animated content and that was only where she was because of that like she wasn't the like she like having her was amazing but it wasn't that impact of having ray and you're absolutely right tara like ahsoka paved the way for this and ahsoka is and was and will forever be the first female jedi and objectively i love her to pieces because her like her whole storyline with anakin is so fucking good but but god damn you there was need to get to the end of clone wars nami you you need i know to you're doing yourself and your love of ahsoka a disservice i yeah. know i know and then rebels and then you need to watch rebels yeah, rebels yeah. Also just after we end this podcast you go watch <laughs> work tomorrow. don't stop until you have to go to work tomorrow work, work. never sleep this is more you, important nami you were asleep until like 20 minutes into this podcast, you can do it. It's fine. Yeah, you power napped. It's all right. You got what you need. Just the savagery. I, for one, would like Nami to get some rest and not endanger Thank herself you, or others. But I appreciate you. But I do recommend you bump it up on your free time priority. Yeah. Yes. And like, honestly, look, I, I'll say this. If you want to focus on Ahsoka and, uh, the Bad Batch and Fives, those folks, you could probably skip a good 40% of Clone Wars. I have a watch list. I literally have a watch list that breaks it down. It's in chronological order and it skips all the shit that isn't important. And I will send that to you. It's color coded based on arc. I don't fuck around with this. (laughs) I'll watch it right after Arcane. Bet. Bet. Okay, so new trilogy favorite new trilogy movie uh let's just go clockwise this time because it's easier i loved last jedi i really did but i will never forget i will never forget that like that feeling of seeing star wars in the theater again for the first time in so long and then also again like i said like i still can't talk about it yes no so for me obviously force awakens because first time seeing 
you know, a Star Wars film in the theaters in so long. And it was so, it was so fucking good. Every, like Han Solo dying, which side note, like, I hope none of you got spoiled for it because I didn't, but my significant other at the time did because he was in a fantasy football subreddit and somebody just wrote, Han Solo dies. What? Yeah. People were doing that shit all over the internet. So oh I didn't get spoiled for it, but I felt so bad for him that he did. And yeah. I, I, why are people trash? Yeah, seriously. Know. But like that moment, man, when, when I, I just, I can't stop talking about it. When Ray gets that lightsaber, I will, I will never. And like, I brought my, my niece who, God, this was, what was this? 2015. Right. So she, she was like nine at the time. And I brought her to the theater. Like I was the one who introduced her to star Wars. Right. Like I let her borrow my DVDs back before, like we had Blu-rays of these and everything. And I like, like I showed her the first one on Thanksgiving or something one year Easter. And I let her borrow the DVDs. She was so into it because of me and then like that was like my christmas present to that year I was like we're gonna go to see star wars and i'm gonna get you whatever candy and drinks you want because i'm the cool aunt right like and i would rather give you an experience than some stupid toy you're gonna forget about in a year or a clothing item you're gonna grow out of and so it was like it wasn't the first time I'd seen it. It was the second time, I think, maybe even third. But so also like being in the theater with her and coming out and her being like, oh my gosh, like the, the girl's the Jedi. And like, just like this, you know, nine-year-old girl gets to see that. That's her first Star Wars in the theater. And just, oh. <laughs> so, so Force Awakens by far. So Maddie, what about you? Um, for me, it's The Last Jedi unquestionably. And I'll tell you why. Gather around folks. So, like I said, Maddie, little little baby Ray sits down in that theater and watches The Force Awakens, and it's good, and it's meaningful, and it's beautiful, and it's, like, lovely. Um, upon rewatch, I found it, like, just an empty rehash of A New Hope. I found it didn't say anything new, um, and that kind of bummed me out. Um, but I still love it. Like, like that, that Finn Poe chemistry, like, ne'er shall we see it's like again. Like, that was just pure fire. But... Um, the Last Jedi for me was really formative and important because between The Force Awakens and The Last Jedi, a very important and frankly traumatic thing happened in my life in which um, there was a stalking, abusing situation in my immediate friend group, which was a bunch of Rey cosplayers perpetrated via a Kylo Ren cosplayer. So that so we all dressed up as our Rays, sat in the theater, two rows down, that motherfucker had tickets in the same fucking theater and we got to watch that story play out in front of him watching him watch us i think he ended up getting out of the theater and leaving like it was like too much for him which was like the biggest win ever of all time yeah exactly exactly so like when she takes his saber and when like when she says absolutely not i'm ray nobody like you can't take that away from me like i will never ever ever feel that again and it was beautiful in every way that it needed to be. Um, and I honestly, and I believe Carrie Fisher passed right before that movie dropped, right? So yeah. like we knew she was gone, um, but but she did not know she was gone. And like that space, that space scene for me of Carrie Fisher, like like flying herself out, just like force wizarding, like yo out Yoda in Yoda in that scene was way more powerful than anything the Rise of Skywalker did for me. Um, and I know it had some 
I know it had its criticisms. There are a lot of valid, very valid criticisms of The Last Jedi, including like the way the way it shafts Finn, who is an amazing character. Um, and like, you know, other things. But like ultimately, like for me, that is a story that like very much took the Star Wars formula and broke it in half and said, like, where is your God now, basically? And I really, really appreciated that. It was exactly the thing that I needed to see and hear in that moment in my life. And um, it also uh, created a discourse that ultimately, like, I honestly, I don't tell people that I like Star Wars anymore. And I don't tell people that I like to talk about Star Wars because that like fallout of that was just so insane. Um, but also like, there's a whole like, I like Ron Swanson, I know more than you situation when someone is like, so do you like Star Wars? Like I had a podcast about it. It had thousands of listeners. I podcasted on Star Wars Celebration podcast stage about it. Like anything you're going to say to me has been things that have been being said to me like for 12 years at this point. Like <laughs> I'm you're protecting myself and my space. Huh? You're the Ron Swanson of Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. It's not March 31st. Does it? <laughs> Betty has... 45 meetings to get there. Oh my God. Uh, yeah. so, I'm just meeting that, you, Maddie, but I want to give you like the biggest hug right now. Yeah. I'm the yeah. best yeah. hugger really ever. Good. So thank you. 11 so, out of 10 do yeah. hug Maddie. Yes. Okay. <laughs> okay. If that's all right. Yeah. I, yeah. I think I put a note in the doc that I was like, when about new trilogy, I think I said, listen, listen, gather around children. It's time for therapy because I knew what I was going to be talking about. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I have to say like, I super agree with both you and Tara. Like Tara, the, the like, wow, I just completely blanked on new trilogy book one's name. Force Again, Awakens. Force Awakens. Wow. Not Rise of Skywalker. George It should have been called The Rise of Skywalker. You're yeah, not wrong. Really more sense. So, but I had the same exact feelings like as you did, Tara, about Force Awakens. And then upon like my um I illegally pirated this and then got in trouble with legal ramifications. <laughs> rewatch of it well no i don't hate it but it was like it when i rewatched it i had the same revelation that maddie did which is the it's just a rehash of a new hope but i was like i was like all right it's fine like like it made me really happy because it was a girl this time and that endor those endorphins will always be there and it was as far as giving me something new it really wasn't and there's nothing wrong with that i do like me my uh my uh comfort content with just a female protagonist instead of male protagonist you do that with every single fandom in the world men do that I so would, why can't we yes exactly i would be super happy but the thing for me is as you said maddie it was for me it was also that uh, i yeah, no, I, I mean, and, and I like The Last Jedi a lot, and I know that I know that Force Awakens is a rehash of New Hope, but I think that's also why I'm so attached to it because I think yeah. that's fair. With that call out, like people want the nostalgia train, yeah. Right. yeah. Oh, and, and I, I, I ride that nostalgia train, uh, oh, like probably Choo -choo. way too much. There, there is, there are so many, like the Jurassic fucking world movies are so bad. So, so Pratt, I'm gonna, I'm still riding that nostalgia. Man, I love it every time Katie McGrath dies because I know she's just having the most fun and that's what I want for her. So I, I got to be real. The reason for me that The Last Jedi was more and is my favorite is for a couple of very salty reasons, actually. I loved how it made the fanboys mad. I loved it. I thrived in it. It made me so happy that every single hardcore fanboy was, you've ripped my heart out. And I'm like, good, fucking deal with it. 
go die in a hole, bastards. And I stand by that because I watched a fandom that I thought would love me continue to tell me that it hated me as a grown brown woman in this space. And then when the new trilogies came out, I watched how that fandom treated every actor of color within the new trilogy. I watched how they treated poor Finn's actor. I watched how Finn got sidelined because it seemed like it just made white boys too mad to even consider the possibility of a black man being a Jedi. And I watched all of this happen and I watched as a new hope was just hurt. Wow. What the fuck? <laughs> the Force Awakens? Yeah, no, no not even. The last Jedi? I, I watched as the Force Awakens gave them everything they wanted. And I watched how the, the, the last Jedi took all of that and ripped it out and stabbed them and said, fucking take it. Yes. Choke on it. Oh, yes. I'm right. Star Wars now. So we, we skipped over Seth. So we're going to go Seth, oh. then Jonathan, then Nick. So, Seth, uh, Hello. favorite new trilogy movie? Oh, yeah. It's Last Jedi, hands down. Uh, despite the fact that it has some serious pacing issues, Canto Bites a bit of a thing. Uh, but it's a good thing. I'll uh, die for Broom Boy. Uh, oh, oh, yeah. Broom Boy. Yeah, don't get me wrong. I was thinking about that. Like, if there's one good thing that came out of Canto Bite, it was Broom Boy. Mm-hmm. Um, but Poe being a complete dumbass was okay. We understand, yes. But he was, I, I thought he was too much, a little bit too much of a dumbass. Like, I'm like, why are you spilling the secrets over the radio? Aren't you? Uh, anyway. Uh, but yeah, no, like, Last Jedi, like... There are so many things to like in that movie, and and there are so many things that if the fanboys had just... There is never going to be a more cool middle finger Jedi moment than Luke brushing his shoulder off after that bombardment of laser fire. I got 99 problems, but... Like, that's like... That and, and that's not even the coolest moment in the movie. It's oh, just, it, 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 it's just. Uh, anyway, the yes, holding the maneuver Jedi. made them so maneuver made them so mad. The holding maneuver made them so mad, and I and love like, it. The whole like the visual like richness of the planet with like the red with the white Great. and the red under the surface, just yes. beautiful, beautiful, yeah. and just just the absolute visceral disgust I felt at Luke drinking that milk. Like, yeah. beautiful. Like, even, even just the moment where he goes, wait, where's Han? Like, that, just, like, there's... Honestly, a... Luke's journey to jaded old man... Yes! It tracks. so good. It isn't what the fanboys wanted because it's what they know is coming for them. Well, I mean, that that's actually something we've been going back and forth in the chat about is... John said he hates the negative comment commentary around Luke's character um, and Mark Hamill's performance was amazing and agreed. Like I wrote a whole thing about it. What seems like a million years ago now, because like traumatized dude, absolutely going to act like that. And if you don't think that this guy is not traumatized from not just his experiences in the original trilogy, but everything that happened after that, when he tried to start the Jedi Academy and the whole thing with Kylo Ren and everything like He's a mess, and that's what you would do. You would go be a hermit for a long ass time and not want anybody to bother you. 
I've come for you. Well, what's the lesson you're supposed to take from that? Yeah, I helped overthrow this evil empire, and then I started to do something good, and I fucked it all up, and everybody died. What am I going to do right now? Not touch anything for a while. Yep, go live in a hut. The fact that, like, all these fanboys seem to think, like, no, he's going to be still the great badass that he is. Like, it's it's like a level of self-delusion that I don't understand. Like, have these people never had oh. actual... Content? Oh, they're all white men, dude. They're and, they don't, all- and they don't want Luke to grow up. They're all straight white men who don't... And they don't want Luke to be self-introspective. They don't want him to do anything except be their self-insert. And he can't be their self-insert if he's self-aware the way he is in The Last Jedi. But there's mm-hmm. already so much of that. There was so much of that that again after we've already talked about force awakens and what you like like how it was just like i think the one really cool thing about force awakens was han going oh there's a there's a weak spot right there's always a weak spot right because that's you know that one slightly meta comment about what was happening but the last jedi was like a breath of fresh air about what's it gonna bring like raise nobody yes fine she's not one of these great dynastic houses of jedi that are apparently the only jedi in this huge yes do it and then i got really mad at rise of skywalker you forget uh big same big same big same we got two more to go through john what is your favorite well, I am so glad that you guys love these films because I actually didn't. I was disappointed because I was looking so forward to seeing something really new. And I got essentially a remake of the original trilogy from a female perspective, which was fine. But that's not what I wanted. I wanted something completely new and different, which I finally got in Rogue One. But... Um, <laughs> Yeah, we'll get to that. Oh, oh, oh we're going to talk about Rogue One. Oh, we're going to talk about Rogue One. It. Rogue One is my favorite new content, and that's all I need to say. <laughs> but of the three, I like The Force Awakens better because at least while I sat there, it was a remake. It had enough of a nostalgia trip that I enjoyed it. Yeah. Uh, what about you, Nick? I mean, it, it's got to be The Last Jedi. I mean, Force, like Jonathan was just saying, The Force Awakens was a great nostalgia trip it more than any other movie uh, in the new trilogy made me feel like i was back at being a kid and experiencing that again and yeah it it is a, a effectively a remake of the new hope but also that was its point like the whole point of it was to remake a new hope but to do it from a female and diverse An perspective. updated perspective. Yeah. Yeah. But, but I actually show... thought the whole trilogy was a remake of the original trilogy. I thought the second, The Last Jedi is essentially The Empire Strikes Back. Hey, I think that's hey. a wow. pretty and big the, And the third one is essentially Return of the Jedi. Though, well, we, though they made no, more changes just... than that. But the also first two, I was like, oh my god. I mean, even the battle other than Luke coming in at the end, but the speeders in the desert versus the speeders on Hoth, it was the same movie. <laughs> I mean, maybe from an effect standpoint, but I think you're missing a lot of plot elements and just drawing a comparison because it's an easy comparison to make. Well, and Luke, actually well, Luke, showing Luke like, being the jaded old man versus Yoda being the jaded old man. 
Okay, but where do, you, where do you have Han being Yoda, captured? Yoda was like, a kook. He was a crazy old kook. have the same plot points. <laughs> yeah, I think you have I a think battle that's similar. You have cranky old men that are similar, but you don't actually have plot that is similar. I think the biggest difference. I thought, I, I, I thought it was. I mean, the know, cranky old men are similar because they're cranky old men, but they're cranky for vastly different reasons. Yoda's just crazy. old, and he basically has dementia. Luke is too young to be this jaded. And Luke is jaded because he done fucked up everything. And that tells a vastly different story. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree. And I love how none of all of us are just like, we don't talk about Rise of Skywalker. No, no I refuse. Like, I yeah. dare anyone I, I, on this podcast no, to defend I Rise of Skywalker. I, I, no, I don't think we'll defend it. And I also don't even want to talk about it. That's fair. Right. You're valid. I saw that movie in theaters three know. times because I was trying to convince myself that there was something in there worth loving. And I feel utterly. I, I, I saw it one piece the whole time. There is one thing in Rise of Skywalker that is good, and that is the flashback scene with Luke training Leia and Leia making her decision to decide to not be a Jedi. Disagree. Absolutely disagree. I hate that scene. In I respect that, it. I understand why you like it. I hate in it. That I do not like the reason she chooses not to be a Jedi. I think she should have said, fuck you and still been a Jedi. But mm -hmm. I like that we actually got her training as a Jedi and on-screen canonical proof yeah. that she could have done it. But she was a Jedi in the original canon. Uh, in the EU canon, yeah. The EU canon, Well, yeah. that's the original canon. Yeah. Nobody read the books. Like, the fanboy... And nobody. A lot of people read the books. A lot of us read the books. A lot of people read the books, but the asshole fanboys who, like, will come at you in public places, they didn't care about the books. Yeah. I'll, I'll just say, like, I did like the voices. The... the at the end, right? Yeah. Like the, the Jedi voices, right? There are some just things that I like about it, but for the most part, it's just so like, also the discourse at that time was fucking garbage. Do y'all remember that? How yes. unbearable it was to be on the internet and like Star yeah. Wars? It was terrible, terrible time. Yeah. I mean, the voices are great. <laughs> I will die on a hill of please never let me have to watch Kylo and Rey kiss again. <laughs> <laughs> That was so unnecessary. Well, does anyone was... like Adam Driver as an actor? Apparently, oh, lots of people do. Unfortunately, he gives me the creeps. Everything he's in, he gives me the creeps. He's supposed to in this He's playing like a that. really creepy dude. If yeah, like, I didn't give you the creeps, I'd be concerned, John. That's like, not very good self-preservation instinct. But even in the other things he acts in, he gives me the creeps. Oh, I haven't seen him in other things. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. He did join He did join the, the army after 9-11, specifically because of 9-11. So I think that tells you all you need to know about him. Oh, really? <laughs> I, mean, I, knew, I knew he was in the army, but I yeah. wasn't. Yeah. Well, well, then whatever. he <laughs> came out and decided to teach theater to armed forces people. So, which is, cool. I mean, I, don't I respect know. that. Yeah. yeah. So, okay. All right. All right. All right. Let's move on from yeah. this because we still have to touch on Rogue One, which I know a lot of you have things to say about. It's my favorite oh. Star Wars. Rogue One. I agree completely. Well, one of the best things about Rogue One is that it's not a Star Wars movie. It's essentially a World War II spy slash war pick. It's a Star Wars story. It is a Star Wars story. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Just like but, Solo. And, and it, it also but is... I'm already Solo. I like Solo. 
I love okay. Rogue One. It's a fucking great movie. K2SO, hilarious. Like yes. My never... display name is Maddie K2SO for all of the oh, people that's listening right. to this and go. not watching it. Just yeah. FYI. Like, yeah. like, like, absolutely, like, great fucking story. It is a standalone thing, right? And I love it. The acting is great. It's just so dark. So... It is very dark. I think... Uh, for me, I like the occasional dark story, as I have made that very, very clear in the past. I I can't do it all the time, but when it is done well, I enjoy it a lot. And I think for me, even though it is in- inherently a very dark story, because they all fucking die. Spoilers, but it's all about hope! But exactly. If a it, new hope. If it did not have the bookend of that first watch, knowing how a new hope goes, knowing that they do succeed, it would have been a very different thing to watch. And yes, it's still a dark story. Absolutely, like it's so so dark, and I can't rewatch it like frequently because it makes me upset. But it's my even, comfort movie. That's fucked up, but it's my comfort movie. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, valid. Like you're valid. You're seen, but like. It's just, it's one of those things that, like, it was such good storytelling. And um, Jonathan, I think you said it, right? That it's a World War II movie. Like, like you're right. It's it's a war movie. It's a spy movie. It's a heist movie. It's all of those elements that we like so much in not a sci-fi place. Put into a sci-fi context. Also put into a Star Wars context to tell a really important story that has been ignored, essentially, or glossed over that just started a new hope like this is the story that started everything and it's like like in a way to see rogue one done so well and like so impactfully well like i just it made me really really happy it makes me really sad to watch it but i think it is definitely my favorite of the new star wars content because it is star wars while still giving us something very new and different from the star wars universe it gives us a very jonathan i think rogue one very specifically scratches your itch of wanting something different in the new star wars stuff so i suspect that's why you loved it so much and so it gives us that different story while still giving us the comfort of Star Wars and giving us that great nostalgia moment at the end where like the the plans are handed off and like it all comes together in like this perfect like I love it so much. And, and I mean it's even got something for the Vader fans. Oh yeah. Right. Yeah, it's there. <laughs> the, the, uh-huh. the one like hello, I'm Darth Vader. I'm a hu- I'm a human slash I'm a cyborg blender. And you're all in here with me. Yep. <laughs> I will say that as much as I like was ready to like relate to Ray, I did not like see myself on screen in Star Wars until I saw Rogue One. And I was Same. like, that bitch. Same. With the Dinner daddy show. issues and with the with the like head down or go home mindset, with the will kick your ass with the Tonfa skills, like absolutely. Ten out of ten. Like, would not change a thing. Jenner so is my ride or die. K2SO is my ride or die. I will ride and die with these bitches for the end of time. I love them so much. Oh, I mean, I that mean, is Alan, your only choice, though. Can you can you ever argue against Alan Tudyk in anything? Especially no. in a dumb backpack with a dumb capture and a stupid, like, K2SO head on a stick. Like, that was probably my favorite cosplay in Celebration was Alan Tudyk in the mocap it's so good it's so good nothing about it is bad i will be taking no questions at this time uh we actually my my 
ex and I actually brought a stuffed hey hey to our picture with Alan too, sorry. And oh God, who played Jen Urso? Felicity Jones. Felicity Jones. Thank you. And Felicity Jones. And Felicity Jones was like, why do they have a chicken? And he was like, (laughs) I love her. She's so offline. It's great. He was like, I mean, I was the voice of that chicken, but I don't know. He was so like, like he was there for it, but also like, so like, wow, guys. I love that. Oh, you know, you know. Just so, you ever had Alan Tudyk look at you in baffled concern? Because yeah, because I have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, last thoughts about Rogue One before we move on to Solo. I love Rogue One. I think it, I think it holds up the best out of all of the Star Wars movies post Disney. I really think it does as a single yeah. movie for sure. Yeah, for sure. Like, like you can watch that and be like, I have never watched a star wars movie before really but like i it's 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 its own story i guess and it, and it begins the whole story which is it's really great, cool right you can really use it as a great introduction for people to star wars now and be like this is not what the rest is like but this will prime you mm-hmm. yeah and oh. i also um even if you're not counting it as a standalone movie, even if you're looking at both The Force Awakens and um, The Last Jedi and ignoring Rise of Skywalker and pretending it's that's the full trilogy. That's my end of the saga. Rogue One <laughs> is my episode nine. <laughs> exactly. But like, even if you look at it like that, Rogue One is still better, I think. Rogue One mm. is just very, very yeah. good. It is, yeah. a, it is objectively a fantastic movie, and it also happens to be Star Wars, which just makes it... Great, great. Yeah, I, I did find it interesting that in the trailer, my favorite line from the trailer was not used used in the movie. Oh yeah, that shit got cut out of the on the cutting. And I don't know yeah. why. I, I never heard the story on why that was. Where they, where uh, Jenner says like, "This is a rebellion, is it? Isn't it? I rebel." Mm-hmm. And I don't yeah. know why they pulled that. It's because I think they changed her character. I think she was originally more like more like fiery. Um, and I think that played into whatever ending they had originally shot where they're running on the beach with the plans with the shore troopers and stuff. Um, and I think ultimately they decided to go a different route with the ending. And in order for that ending to make sense, they had to slightly modify her character because she is kind of more subdued in the movie than she is in the trailer. And that trailer like smacked me in the face, man. I was like, who's this bitch? Why is she mad? I love her, like, let's go. Like that was my whole thought process. And then- Why is she mad? (laughs) I love that. So I actually made a bad decision of bringing my niece and nephew who were, when did Rogue One come out? Like 2017? 2017. No, it was between, Oh, so Which it was in Last Jedi, so it was 2015. Or no, 2016. Last, Jedi, Last Jedi was 2015, so it was 2016. So yeah, I, yeah. I made the mistake of bringing my 10-year-old niece and, like, 7- or 8-year-old nephew to see Rogue One. And they were just like, this is not fun. That's going to come up with that. Why would you traumatize them? I'm sorry, children. To this day, Rogue One is the is the um is the Star Wars movie I've seen the most in theaters because I saw it four times opening weekend because oh, I troop oh, well, dang. I was trooping as Ray, and every day we trooped, they would let us watch the movie at the end of the troop. So every so Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, I trooped and then I watched it, and I trooped and then I watched it, and then I trooped and then I watched it. I think I, I saw it twice. 
sense. But okay, okay. So so Rogue One is great. We all agree mm -hmm. it's great. Whether or not we agree it's the best, you know, whatever. But because I, I mean, well, I, those people are wrong. Potatoes, tomatoes. <laughs> I yeah, exactly. I think I yeah, it's it's comparing apples to oranges, right? Like so, I Solo was the other you know new Star Wars like standalone movie, and it gets a lot of hate. And I don't. I loved it. The first time I watched it, I didn't like it, but I also went from a con a sweet con party that I that where all my friends were at that I was having a lot of fun at to meet a friend because we had pre-booked this uh to at an Alamo draft house in Dallas and then we watched it and then I was like by that point it was like 2 a.m. and I was like I don't even know what's going on. I'm too drunk for this. <laughs> like it was like a full moon. And so I was like I it was a movie, but then I went back a, a month later and I rewatched it and I was like I fucking love this. Great. Cool. Yeah, yeah. I gotta be honest, again I haven't rewatched it, so I just remember watching it the first time being like all right, nice. And then I think it. you got to watch it a couple times well, if, yeah. you, if it doesn't Donald grab you the first Glover time. As Lando, yes, is yes. everything. Yes. yes. Also, Kira. I mean, I know, I know we're yeah, all friends no, because of Game it. of Thrones, more or less. Um, and so I watched it for Kira. It was really important for for Amelia Clark, and then she slayed. She just like that cape game. That cape game. I think for me, it was like there was all this drama surrounding the production, right? Like, oh, yeah. um, they, they, they had to give the guy they cast a solo, like, acting lessons. They, like, recut, rewrote a whole bunch of stuff, et cetera, et cetera. Mm -hmm. And I was, like, I went into it fully expecting, like, fully prepared to be disappointed because of all the drama that surrounded it. And then, like, reviews started coming out, and they were pretty positive. And I was, like, okay, well, it's not going to live up to the hype, is it? And And don't get me wrong, like, it wasn't perfect but no. it was a hell of a lot better than the production news led me to believe yeah and like it it, it 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 the people that extolled its virtues like it it deserves that um i i will i will say like i did not love amelia clark as kira so we're gonna have to disagree on that. That's fine. Uh, That's a okay. I, well, I think it's mostly because she wasn't believable as like the love interest. That's like, fair. It, it, there was a lot of awkwardness, but to be honest, I don't know that that was her fault. It mm. might have been the writing. It might have been the guy who played Han Solo, whose name I can't remember. Um, but I, I, Alden Aaron Reich, and and. Obviously, Star Wars movies have never really been known for their acting, um, <laughs> but there's. Hey, Alec Guinness was in it. Well, sure, Alec sure Guinness for like yeah. a hot minute, <laughs> and, and we know how Alec Guinness felt about that. Yeah, we sure do. <laughs> but like, I'm still not. I, I was never entirely sold on Alden Ehrenreich as Han, um, but I think that's probably just because I'm used to like the older rougher Han Solo than this like boyish trusting version that was presented in the movie. And he this won is, me over as Han and I didn't think he would. So this, this is kind of like my I'm leading up to like the really fucking great stuff about it, which was I do think that Solo's version of Han and Chewie's meeting and subsequent partnership was way better than the one fed to us by the EU back in the 90s. I would shout to the rooftops that Lando and Lando plus Han ship forever are like my yes. absolute favorite parts of Solo. 
when does Donald Glover not just steal every scene he's in? And the weird, like, sort of chemistry <laughs> between Lando and literally everyone, but also the droid. Yeah, yes, I, I believe that thing with the droid. I believe it ten out of ten. Yeah, uh, it was just it was like it was action packed from beginning to end, and it was funny without being like too in your face about it. And my favorite scene was probably um, L three starting the droid slash slave uprising on Kessel. Uh, that and was I, too I, woke. The world was not ready for that. I guess I was ready for it, but I I loved it. But so many people hated it. I, it just I enjoyed it. One of and the it, little touches that they made the whole Kessel Run Parsec thing make sense. Mm-hmm. Like yep. they went out of their way to be like, and here's why it makes sense. And I was like, good for you, movie. Good for you. It mm-hmm. always made sense. People were just misunderstanding it. I'll die on this hill. Yeah, I'll die but- on this hill. All right. That's a good hill. I'll join you. <laughs> Thank you, buddy. And also, Lando's like pronunciation of Han and like the whole like Han shooting first thing. Yeah, they were just awesome inclusions. Like, it, yeah. it, I mean, honestly, I think that the reason I loved it better was and and, and granted the the you know the not so awesome like how Han got his last name. Don't get me started on that. But like as origin stories went, it was like way better than I expected based on what I heard, which I think also feeds into why I liked it so much. And it was very much like, I don't know, it was like a heist film set in the Star Wars universe. And and Rogue One was like a Star Wars version of the Dirty Dozen, right? Right. Um, I thought it was also, Rogue One is also a heist, just a different kind of heist. I was thinking more Force 10 from Navarone, but... Yeah, I was gonna say because some of the dirty doesn't live. True, true, true. Too true. soon, Seth. Too soon. Um, <laughs> but but yeah, I I I mean, so the, those are my thoughts on Solo. I I I think because there was so much negative press around it that my uh, opinion of it was like immediately set to be like this isn't going to be good and then because it was good lowered. you lowered your expectations before you went in right, yeah right. so I think that might be part of it but I still think it was just it was a really fun it was a fun fucking rollick man mm-hmm. like the, the the castle run stuff like the stuff in the mall was like too long whatever fine but like mm-hmm. seeing them do the castle run in less than 12 parsecs you know all that like like I I will die on the hill that Solo is something that people underrate. Yeah. Like, I agree with that. I, I, I do want to say doesn't deserve. I do want to say justice for Tandy Way Newton because her character was done so fucking wrong. Yes. So yeah. fucking wrong. Yes. That's my big. You. That's my big anti. Okay, whose character was uh, T- Tandy Way Newton, formerly known as Tandy Newton, but that's okay. not actually her name. Yeah, it's Tandy Way. Uh, um, yeah, she, she was the one who who died. Zoe like, was her name. I can't. Yeah, I can't remember her name. She was in Westworld. Yeah, she's in Westworld. Yeah, yeah. She, she was Woody Harrelson's partner, and and that she she blew herself yeah. up on the bridge, or they blew her up on the bridge, or yeah. something. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. criminal underuse of that actress, criminal yeah. underuse of that character, but it makes sense for the story, even though I'm mad about it. So at, yeah. at the time I saw the movie, I thought it was a really fun film, and I thought it was a terrible Han Solo movie. <laughs> and I mean, hey. The, because it's not Han, it, it's not the Han Solo that I know, and I refuse to acknowledge that he didn't shoot first, um, and he he's he he wasn't a good guy, and that was the whole point of the 
film was how he evolved through that first film to become a hero that was against his nature. And I found that this being that he essentially funded the rebellion with a, by giving up his, his, his uh, loot. I just, I didn't buy it. It's not hands the hand solo. I, up with well i think there's also there's a huge amount of time between what happened in solo and what happens in a new hope right so he there's plenty of time for him to get jaded yeah yeah or re-jaded i guess what but I also, mean, Jonathan is our grumpy old man on this. I show. am a grumpy Here's old me. man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he is the Yoda <laughs> <laughs> slash Luke of this group. <laughs> but only All right. Luke in the the new trilogy. So, any last thoughts on Solo before we move on to TV shows, real quick? I want more Impus Nest, criminally yeah. underused character yes. in yes. the Another, in the Star yes. Wars new canon. And yeah. I love that actor. Erin uh, Kellerman. Yes, I yeah. love her. Even, I she was also criminally it. underused in Captain America. Sorry, what were you saying? Yes. Um, I want to see just like a documentary style following of Lando Calrissian's life, life played by Donald Glover. Oh, life God. Without Without Lando. Oh. <laughs> I just think that would be amazing. Oh, I agree. man. Cloud City Crime. That would. Something I, like that. I mean, there's going to be a Lando show, I thought. Yeah. The, and those, the Lando books were the, my least favorite books of all the old books. Yeah, but we can just we can just forget those because they're not canon. <laughs> they're not well, except that he, he references them in Solo. And, and he does. They're not <laughs> really. Yep. So Lando is a TV show. A Justin Simeon, creator of the critically acclaimed Dear White People and a huge Star Wars fan Ooh. is developing the story. It was announced December 2020. As long as Donald Glover is Lando. Yeah, yeah of course. It has to be absolutely also, idiotic to not keep Donald Glover. Yeah. If he wants to be involved in the project. Which I believe he has said on record that he does. Okay, yes. great. Good that oh, I am yeah. crossing my fingers for that because I would love to see him do more Lando. As far mm -hmm. as I know, he was like obsessed with the idea of being Lando. Yes. Like, yes. It was like him being Spider-Man, right? But like yeah. he didn't get to be Spider-Man. Because so he aged out by the time Disney yeah. got their shit together or Sony. Man, I would have. Just me aging out of being Kamala, except I wouldn't have accepted the role anyway because she's Pakistani and having an Indian play her would be fucking murderous. Oh, boy. It would be, it would be Naveen Andrews on Lost levels of problematic. Yeah. <laughs> Oh god! Oh, it would be worse. It would it's... be way worse. It would start like a Pakistani Indian war again. Okay, okay, okay. It's so like for... when they get English people to play Irish people. Oh, that's yeah. or English yeah. people to play Gandhi. Yeah, well, yeah. well I... uh, problematic <laughs> casting. We're talking about TV shows. There's such a history of that. Okay, 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 okay. So now we're we're we we're, we've talked about the movies now we're going to talk about star wars tv shows Woo. uh which have you watched which is your favorite so we're going to start with animated there's the old school droids and ewoks which hilarious and nobody wants to see those trust me i tried watching the old school droids one on star uh, disney plus and it was like oh my god no i can't uh didn't even bother with the ewoks one but then there's the clone wars the actual canon clone wars rebels resistance Bad Batch and Visions. I'll be honest, I have not watched Resistance or Visions. Uh, I will say that I'm, and when I say this, I'm talking about 
all Star Wars TV shows, even live action ones. Rebels is my favorite Star Wars TV show. Oh, um, it's it is lovely. golden, perfect. Dave Filoni, just everything about it from beginning to end is just like, nope, I can't with anything else. I mean, and I love the live action. Well, I love the Mandalorian, but Book of Boba Fett was something, it was different and there's weird things about that. But like Rebels is, and Bad Batch is fine. Um, I really don't care for the whole like annoying young child thing that they keep like inserting into Star Wars. Um, I'm sorry. Like that I was- I gotta a- get them kids. That was the, that was, I know, but that First was the thing that threw me off of Bad Batch. But Rebels is just- from beginning to end, just perfect. I've watched it through like four times now, and I would watch it again in a goddamn heartbeat. It's funny that you're like, it's funny that you're like, I love rebels. I'm but a rebel I hate the annoying fan. kid trope. Yeah, <laughs> it's like rebels started Hello. the annoying kid trope. Is well, no, no, Phantom Menace started the annoying. <laughs> I think that the Ewok adventure started the annoying kid. Oh, that's true. That's true. Uh, John says Omega is adorable. I'm sorry. No, she's not. She's annoying as hell. You look like an angel. Good Mm. job, baby. Anakin flirting. Ew, go away. As Weird Al put it, see him hitting on the queen when he was nine and she's 14. That's... Correct. So I actually, so Nick, Nick has yeah, watched my... more, hold on, Nami, Nick has watched more of the cartoons than I have. So you've watched Visions for sure. I love Visions. Uh, so, so what, what, what are your thoughts on that? Cause I, I, I literally, I haven't had time. So. <laughs> I loved Visions. I thought that was so fucking cool. So good. To see so Such many different good... styles and so many different stories. I mean, talk about different takes on the Star Wars universe. Like, fucking incredible. Yes. I guess I have to catch up now. What is I... it yes. about? Honestly, it's an I, anthology. I... Yeah. It's so an each anthology. episode has its own characters and plot, and it's done by like various anime studios. Yeah. Interesting. Who have done it's all of your favorite animes. <gasps> and it's fucking perfect. It's so yeah. good. Go There's... watch it. Because you don't need to have watched like anything else. Like You don't need the backstory of Clone Wars to get some of the pieces from Rebels or something like that. Like It's all yeah. standalone stuff. Well, yeah. adding that to my Disney Plus watch list right the heck. Yeah. I guess I, I do too. Do it. Without... I... So Be- thanks to Tara and Nick now, I have no choice but to actually finish because I've been so bad with TV shows. I've only seen the first season of Mando and like a little bit and some of Clone Wars. And that's it. I'm like- Watch Arcane first, then watch Visions, <laughs> then watch the rest. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. I got to watch Arcane too. Oh, yes. Okay, everybody okay. watch Arcane. <laughs> Real quick though. So have who has seen Rebels? Me. I know- Oh, Jonathan, you haven't seen Rebels? Nami? No. I mean, Nami, that's not. Nami, no, Rebels is prior to. Kill me, I know. But... Nami, you got to finish Clone Wars, though, first. Oh, yeah, yes. no, no, I know. Yeah. I know. You, you have to watch all of Clone Wars before you watch Clone Wars. Wars I've seen. So I'll be using Maddie's handy dandy cheat list because I keep doing that thing where I zone out and forget where I am in the series and then have to restart. It is hard. Oh, that, Clone Wars is a hard one for that. Yeah, it's yeah. so long. And there are a lot of, honestly, the ones that are forgettable because it's, oh, yeah, 
didn't you do this story like two episodes ago? It was this story. It's like war all the time. War here in Clone Wars. War newsreel. <laughs> do all of season seven of Clone Wars because not only is it twelve eps, it's probably the best twelve eps of Clone Wars. Yeah. Yep. Right. Yeah. Yep. That's legit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I will say, Jonathan, like, if you haven't watched Rebels, if we're talking about, like, quintessential, I've watched some of Clone Wars. I haven't watched all. But in terms of best, like, animated Star Wars, I don't think anybody could ever convince me that anything is... I, even shit I haven't watched, I'm sorry. You can't convince me it's better than Rebels. Listen, I'm going to I'm going to read out some of these notes for um, for the, the podcast just to know, just so everybody knows what I'm talking about. Um, so moved up from season three because it introduces the clones you'll follow through the show. These are without context. And this is why all Twi'leks are French. Cad Bane, icon. But my not wife, all Twi'leks, by the way. So yeah, Cad Bane, icon. My wife, Ferris. Clones, sad face. Bounty Hunter party starts here. Not essential, but an iconic Clone Wars two-parter. Maddie's favorite, these are all caps, the best, Stan Knight sisters, and the hits keep coming, and they don't stop coming, and they don't stop coming. Not essential, but Anakin and Tarkin become best friends. Also not essential, but cool to check out the clones versus the Jedi and the, shut up, and the setup for how dark the series gets. Bo-Katan, don't skip. Obi-Wan hours. My wife, Asajj. Smiley Wait, you face. you have a wife. You have two wives? I have What's so happened? many wives. Keep up. Have yeah. smiley face, <laughs> Darth boyfriend. You might see a friendly face from Rogue here. One. Mandalore no. plot goes hard. Ahsoka, it's this one hurts, and then Clone Wars season seven. <laughs> yep. Good, good, good narrative. Yeah. I will. I like. I just. I'm sorry. Like, no matter what, I could watch the Clone Wars, and you, you'll never convince me that anything is better than Rebels. Like, okay, I, bet. look, Rebels I I watched a couple of episodes of Resistance, and I couldn't get into it. Rebels is look. If you like K2SO. You're also going to like Chopper. You're gonna like Chopper. Chopper is the war hero. Chopper is a war criminal. He has the highest body count in literally all of Star Wars. Literally all of Star Wars. Don't even start. (laughs) I love Chopper. I say that with all the love in my heart. He's insane, and I love him. He's he's, like I love I love BB-8, right? And like of course, old school. I love R2D2, but Chopper. BB-8 is fine. K2SO and Chopper for me. K2SO and Chopper for me. Absolutely. But for real, like, like everything about, and, and, and that was one of the things that I got to do at Star Wars Celebration uh, in Orlando was I was press. So I got to like preview the episode or episodes. I think they showed two episodes and I got to do like a press room. And what I love about, what I love about Star Wars Rebels is just how it, I, 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 you know, I don't even know. I can't even describe it. It's so good. Like, it's just it's so good. so fucking good. Like Dave Filoni is better at Star Wars than basically anybody else these days. And that, including, that, that was, and especially George Lucas. Yeah. Well, and that, I was, mean, look, that was proved again and again with Mandalorian and also even the episodes that he worked on with Book of Boba Fett. So speaking of that, do we have any last thoughts on animation before we move on to the live action shows? Um, no. Okay. So who has seen all of Mandalorian? Unfortunately. Okay. Unfortunately. Unfortunately. 
What? You know me. No. I don't care about spoilers. I love <laughs> so I love the Mandalorian. I'll just I'll just say I love the, the Mandalorian. I'm literally wearing I'm literally wearing a Baby Yoda shirt right now. Who doesn't love the Baby Yoda? I mean, like, do, you see, do you see my show? Like, I think it. I think it really ruined. I think it really is going to ruin live action Star Wars unless they do something about it. Because the way, like Boba Fett, was was good for like three episodes. It was doing something new, and then it like got scared of itself, and then it just regressed into Mandalorian season one point five, which maybe was or two point five, which maybe was what it was always supposed to be. But the fact that they telegraphed like a whole new series, and then we're like, and now we're doing Mando again. Uh, really just kind of like broke me in a way that I don't know that I fully recovered from. <laughs> but Mando 2.5 was so good. It was so good to the detriment of the literal show that it was. Hmm. Well, and I think that <sighs> yeah, I agree. I agree. I haven't seen any of Book of Boba Fett so please, no spoilers. I'm very okay, sorry. Okay, okay, okay. We've I've only seen those first three episodes you just mentioned. <laughs> and how how did you feel about them? I didn't love them. So, I mean, I thought Dances with Wolves was done better in the original. Wait, you mean you didn't like Avatar? <laughs> yeah, Book of Boba Fett did not start out strong, and it ended strong-ish only because it turned into a combo Mandalorian show, right? And I, I get that, and I think that that was a huge error on their part. I will agree. The Mandalorian is great. Like I, I, mean, I love the Mandalorian. Mando, um, Mando's good. I think I think that Lucasfilm and Disney are going to learn the lo- the wrong lessons from it, and we're yeah. already seeing that. Oh in, no, no, no! For for yeah. sure, they learned the wrong lessons because they were like, I mean, you can't even say that they they went into Book of Boba Fett with this, I guess, story idea in mind, and then turned it into. Yeah, it, they were trying to do something different, but it, it felt like the cast was like not about it. Very specifically, Tamara Morrison very clearly didn't want to be telling the story that he was telling to the point where he was literally trying to give his lines away to his castmates, which mm. is just bad. Like he was like, I just think that Boba Fett should be the strong silent type. And it's like, okay, but you're literally the main character. You can't be a main character if you're just strong and silent the whole time. Like we already have Dinjarin, we already have Mando. That's not going to work for you. You have to figure out something else. Well, you can if you're played by Charlie Chaplin. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I, I because we don't want to spoil Seth. Uh, Seth, you should watch the rest of it. Honestly, I, I know, I know. I've been look. I'm I, apparently I have to watch Arcane first. Yes. I just finished yes. Peacemaker, so my slate cleared. Mm-hmm. I, so I'll watch Arcane, and then I'll go watch Book of Boba Fett. You're already one-third of the way through Arcane. Just finish Arcane, and then do Boba Fett. Okay, yeah. I'll do it. I'll do it. Okay, cool. I believe you. All right, we'll so last but not least, well, really last but least, honestly. <laughs> last uh, and also least. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Star Wars events and Disney park installations, anyone? So I've been to two celebrations. I went to same. Star Wars Celebration 5 in Not Orlando. Same. Yeah, way back in the day before Disney owned them. And that was that when I mentioned my Juno Eclipse, like that being my first actual. So I, I had cosplayed before in that I made my own costumes for Halloween. But this was the first time I like actually made a costume for an event. 
like a convention, which was Juno Eclipse from Force Awakens. And I really like enjoyed myself. It was super laid back. I mean, it was, it was still in a convention center and it was still like a lot of booths and stuff like that. But I don't know. It was, it was fun. It was fun. And then I went to Star Wars Celebration in Orlando in 2017. Mm-hmm. And like I said a minute ago, like the Rebels like panel episode preview and press conference were like really great. It was a huge mess otherwise, like organizationally, especially like I, there was one, I think it was the first day I showed up and I, I, wanted to go to a panel and I was there like 10 minutes before it started and they were like doors are already closed and I was like I mean is the room full yes they were like no it wasn't it was it was like a I think it was an Ashley Eckstein panel the room wasn't full they just like didn't want to let more people in and I was like okay I remember Um, Orlando 2017 being the one where people were camping out all night in panel room yeah no no no. it wasn't a panel like that no no no. it wasn't a panel like that Mm -hmm. it was it it was just like and then also I don't know there was a lot of it was just not fun for me like I remembered the what the first one that I went to and being like this is a fan thing and it's fun and Star Wars Celebration in Orlando in 2017 was not the, the convention itself was not fun. Like the stuff we did outside of it, like with our friends and whatever was fun, but that was about it. So yeah. Has, well, I know Maddie, you've gone to some Star Wars celebrations. Has anybody, has anybody other than Maddie gone to Star Wars celebrations? I want to, but. But they keep booking it like the week before Dragon Con or like putting tickets on sale like two months before the actual con when all the hotels are sold out. Or, yeah. Or just like in a really like weird, expensive location. And I'm like, yeah. can we do Star Wars celebration in New York City, please? I beef, I beef I extremely hard. New York City expensive. <laughs> but it's close to me. I can just drive there and like bunk at my friends' homes. And I be beef extremely hard with Reed Pop. They do some good things. Like I really enjoy the 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 Star Wars Celebration ADA uh, because that is really developed and and built out, and I think that's awesome. And I think a lot of conventions could learn from that. But I, I otherwise, it's pretty much just like the worst content mill. <laughs> no, yeah, Repop used to be good, but then they bought too many events, and now it's and now like they're super bad. spread thin. Yeah, and yeah, it's just a bad time. Um, I will say, though, that there is no feeling like walking onto the Celebration Expo floor for the first time because I walked in and I saw, I literally, I looked down the aisle and I saw all of these spaceships like being sold at booths like I was in a bazaar. And then I saw a group of rebel pilots with their helmets under their arms walking in a group across like my field of vision. And then I just looked over and I saw a couple of stormtroopers hanging out by a trash can talking and bearing blasters. And I was like, I feel like I'm in Star Wars. What is happening? And I don't know if y'all know about the running of the hoods. I know Tara probably knows about it. But the running of the hoods is a thing that that Star Wars Celebration does every year where they gather all of every, like, hundreds of people dress as Wilrow Hood, who's the guy who's holding an ice cream machine running out of the base at Hoth. Um, To the point where they do, they do, like, there was, like, I saw, like, a Chewbacca Wilrow Hood, and I saw a Margaritaville Wilrow Hood, and I saw, like, um, a like a, a Jimmy Buffett Wilro Hood with two margaritas. Like it was beautiful. And 
they all what they do is they start at one point it's entirely secret every year they don't tell you where they're starting and they run through the entire convention through every panel room through every like store and they just completely disrupt the entire convention uh just screaming and yelling and hollering and generally holding their ice cream machines up in the air and it is like a wild moment of like flash mob beauty that has somehow persisted throughout the years and it is probably my favorite thing to happen at Star Wars Celebration every year. And I love it so much. I want everyone to experience a running of the hoods at least once in their lifetime. I don't know how to react to this emotion. Yeah, it's very ridiculous. It's like (laughs) so much. And you're just like, what is happening? And you're just there. Also, speaking to my prior experience with Kylo Ren's, one time I accidentally ran into the Kylo Ren meetup and there were a bunch of very tall, very gangly men in Kylo Ren masks. And I was like, (laughs) like, I literally did that. It was so funny. But then I was was walking by up up one of the landings and there was there were doing a math radar technician photo shoot meetup and then a Darth Vader, a Lord Vader literally crashed their meetup and all of the math radar technicians threw themselves (laughs) on the ground and started bowing like it was so funny. It's that's that kind of like organic convention moment that you really just can't can't recreate in a way that is meaningful and authentic. And for that, that's why I really love Celebration, because it gives us those moments in spades. I can't go to Celebration until I have my Padme Amidala throne room gown and I can roll it. I mean, like- I can't go to Cel- I can't go to Celebration again until we have uh, hand- our Handmaid's yeah. group. Yeah, so- that's right. That's, that's right. Cool. That's cool. <laughs> so has anybody other than me been to the Star Wars, like Disney World stuff or Disneyland stuff? Yeah, I did it. Um, I want to say like four-ish years ago. I really don't remember exactly when I did it. We did it when, like, that bigger new area initially First opened. opened, yeah. That yeah, was probably 2018. Yeah, that sounds about right. I haven't um, done Galaxy's yeah. Edge, but I did I did uh, whatever they had Star-Wars-wise in 2017 with Celebration Orlando. Mm. Yeah, so I went, I went with my parents and stuff. It was fun, but this was also when I was, like, really bad at being outside in the sun at all. And I like was aggressively heat stroking and I would just be like, we have to sit down. We have to sit down. <laughs> so I remember having a heat stroke, but also being like, I'm having a heat stroke on Tatooine. So Seth, you raise your hand. Have you been to The Gal- year was 1987. <laughs> Adventures in it through inner space had just closed. And me and some of my other 10-year-old friends were standing in line. For Star Tours! Star Tours! Star Tours. Star Tours so good. Yeah, and we I mean we did that a few times. The line was the line was very the line was always very long for Star Tours, never moved particularly well because you know it was basically like two, three cars and they lasted a while, but oh man, that thing was a lot of fun. And I, I had to go look it up because I wanted to get the year right. Uh, and apparently, and I'd forgotten this, the name of the droid that captained that was Captain Rex. Okay. Yeah, he's still, I think he's still the droid, really. I think he still is, yeah. Wars, right? Well, yeah, I, I, I mean, so I've, I've done Star Wars half marathon weekends at Walt Disney World. They, they haven't done them since 2019. Well, obviously not in 2020, but I feel like they've canceled them now, which is sad because, like, I, did three of them. I didn't do the half marathon that time. I did it other weekends, but I did like the 5K and the 10K. 
I'm kind of sad that they got rid of those because I love those medals. Like I love those Star Wars medals that act, that I actually care about instead of like the half marathon princess medals that I get that I'm just like, Ugh. I don't care about Aurora. I don't care about Snow White. <laughs> Give me a Star Wars helmet, but I, I could never get there for the stars i do love galaxy's edge like the theming is great you can really feel immersed in the area when you're there the millennium falcon ride is pretty good rise of the resistance is fucking next level though no i don't spoilers it, but i yeah, want i want to do it so bad no i'm not going to give spoilers it's it's fucking next level it's amazing like it's it's ah uh, it, it's a whole theme it, you know it's not just a ride it's a whole themed experience which is why it takes so long to get through and why the waits are so long and it's it's really fucking good that said i still can't imagine spending the insane amount of money that they charge for their star wars hotel like i i'm not kidding you i went to hawaii like plane tickets and hotel and probably like half of our actual like food expenses or more for less like for five days so the way i understand less, it less than what it costs for two days to do that shit. the way i understand it is that it is a an experience but it's also a situation where you literally don't go outside the whole time you're there because you're you're sort of scavenger hunting and experience having like in the same building yeah. for the duration of your stay. Like you don't leave the game. You can leave the game, but you the storyline does not reward you leaving the game. I, I, if if I because Allison's certainly not going to go with me. I don't know if I could justify spending five plus grand on two days. I mean, I'd do it. I mean, for from what I understand, it's a great experience if you have kids because the, they they plan it around the kids and they plan it around giving the kids that experience. There's not a whole lot to do as an adult. So what I'm hearing is I should go with my dad. Yes. But yeah. I if your dad is the child in the scenario, and, and your dad should treat you. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> we are both the children in this scenario. He's just the child with more income. Beautiful. I love that. Yes. I, mean, I support this. And Brian and Christina told me it was pretty good. Oh, like, I'm sure it's absolutely amazing. I just can't justify spending that much money. Yeah. I would rather yeah. literally fly to all of you and visit you. Yeah. For, for yeah. half that. I would rather go to Hawaii again. Just <laughs> my dad emailed who... it to me. And if my dad paid for it, I would absolutely do it in a heartbeat. But I would not like be able to justify spending that much on two days especially when you literally don't go outside yeah as someone I who mean, i do that i do that on my own always. i mean i know but like the fact that you're like Poor Jonathan. you're doing yeah. stuff and you're talking to people and you're indoors but you can't go outside it's just like a psycho a psychological thing for me like mm -mm. jonathan what are you gonna say as someone well, i was gonna say as someone who has traveled a ton and occasionally has spent ridiculous amounts of money to do things. If you're going to spend that kind of money to the Galapagos or go to Kenya and do a safari in the Maasai Mara, it, it's much more worthwhile. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I, I'm going to wait like five years and see if they drop the price when they can. Uh, okay. But outside there's bugs. And point, Star Wars. And heat. <laughs> 
And unless you're giving me like the ultimate fast pass, like I walk right on to every, even then, no, I can't, I don't think I could justify it. Yeah. yeah. You'd have a better time at the parks at literally any park. Well, I mean, and I went to I went to the Star Wars, oh gosh, what was it called? Galactic Nights. Before they actually opened the full like Star Wars area, it was like a thing that you it, Brian actually bought the tickets for us for my birthday cuz it was mm-hmm. happening like 2 or 3 days after my birthday in 20 I want to say 17. And it was a blast. Like, it was an organizational nightmare. But, mm-hmm. like, it was still really fun. Also, the food was shit. But, like, you know, whatever. Really um, but, like, it was still really fun. But I just kind of am, like, the um, like that was a cheap thing compared to what they're asking for now. And it's, like, I love the idea of having the whole experience. But do you I can want- do all of Dragon Con for less. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> That's yeah, that's you could do all of Dragon Con for a lot less. You could do Dragon so, Con twice or three times for that amount of money. <laughs> so on that note, we are approaching three hours. Three hours. So, Longer than any of the Star Wars movies, right? <laughs> yes, officially yeah. by like 20-something minutes. So mm-hmm. last thoughts from anybody. Last thing you want to say about Star Wars universe as a whole. Maddie, you go first. It's garbage and I hate it. Thank you. <laughs> She'll be taking no questions. <laughs> no, I, I do love it. And there, there are still things that I'm obviously very passionate about. Um, and I'm happy to engage in Star Wars at my own pace with friends and new friends and yep. old friends. Uh, and this conversation is amazing. And if you haven't watched Visions or Arcane, you should do that. <laughs> All right, Seth, what about you? Last thoughts about Star Wars. Uh, well, I'm going to have to paraphrase Weird Al again and this time say that the uh, the long-term contract I had to sign says I'll be watching these movies till the end of time. Speaking of Weird Al, that one song he did about the Phantom Menace was really hilarious. So. Oh, yeah. Oh, well, he's, he's, he's a master of the genre. Uh, American Pie. It was American Pie. It was American Pie, yeah. All right, Jonathan, what about you? Last thoughts. I will paraphrase Dickens. It was the best of sagas. It was the worst of sagas. (laughs) Bringing it back thematically. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Nick, what about you? Who has stripped down to, like, next to nothing. (laughs) Started as Obi-Wan, but... (laughs) It's Nick, Obi Wan, no. but make it slutty. He's already yeah, slutty. He's I'm here for this. Wait, I'm sitting on the meme. Make him sluttier. True, true, true. True, true. Facts, facts. I Star Wars will always have a place in my heart. I love it. Uh, even when I get ridiculously hot wearing an Obi Wan costume, and so I have to <laughs> strip down and do an off the shoulder kind of thing, off the cuff, if you will. I'm here off for the it. Obi, Indeed. if I'm you will. Oh, <laughs> all right, Nami. What about you? Um, um, I'm gonna paraphrase Nami in that I'm not gonna paraphrase anyone because that involves a lot of thought right now that I don't have because it's past my bedtime by quite a bit. Um, love it, love it. Uh, Glad I have a Disney Plus subscription so I could finally legally rewatch the new trilogy because I probably <laughs> should do that. And now, at the end of it all, I will leave you with a quote from our beloved space mom, Carrie Fisher. 
I highly recommend your doing. Find an equivalent of killing a giant space slug in your head and celebrate that. Once again, I'm Tara, along with Nick, Jonathan, Nami, Seth, and Maddie. Thank you for joining us for this very special May the 4th episode of Sagas and Sass. And we will see you in two weeks when we start covering the Gilded Wolves trilogy. Have a great night, y'all. Bye! 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 Thank you for listening to the Sagas and Sass podcast. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter at Sagas and Sass.